1: So you get some spaceship sound. <laughs> we
2: have the
3: technology. His parents stopped buying hot pockets and downgraded to corn dogs, literally because of me. Alrighty, well, welcome to the Stateside Podcast. Uh, today is a special episode. It's it's the hosts. We'll call it a hostful episode the hostess with the mostest hostess with the mostest we do not have a guest um our privileged guest bailed on us today boo boo (laughs) you know who you are
4: cue sound effect
3: yeah (laughs) you need a bunch of those andrew oh god yeah we'll work on that (laughs) uh so today it'll just be me and neil and your trusted producer andrew um how are things
4: going you good neil i'm good how was your week Oh, productive. Got a lot done. I got some family in town. They just moved from Iowa, so they're crashing with me here. And they uh, they brought their three-year-old pit bull who's in heat.
3: Yeah. I, well, right. I saw your dogs <laughs> humping outside. Oh, yeah.
4: No, but, he's he's fixed. He can't do any damage, but he, he's loving it.
3: The little corgi was straight up humping the pit bull's face.
4: Yeah. Well, he can't get up on her rear end, so he humps her face. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it turned me on. Dude, wow. Corgi is one of the cutest things I've ever seen.
4: Oh yeah, except right now he's covered in dog shit. That's nah, it's still pretty cute. Yeah,
3: <laughs> he's very low to the ground.
4: Yeah, it's awesome.
3: His ineffectual movements crack me up. His little oh, legs. He's always he's
4: so happy. He's so so fluffy and he waddles. What's it's his great. name? Mosby. Mm-hmm. That's such a good Corgi name. Oh yeah. Whose dog is that? Your dog? It's Benaya's dog. Our room, one of our roommates. Mm. How was your week, AC? It
1: was good, man. Just working a lot. Fucking tired. Yep. I'm
4: pretty tired today too I had a long long weekend a long Dude, week I know
3: before the podcast we were talking about it a little bit, but I just got back from los angeles
4: i still i need' the I'm, city very, Sunshine. I'm dying to hear what happened down there
3: well, it was fucking good man like it's uh i don't know you know i I love Portland I love the Northwest, but there is a reason people move down there. There's a fucking reason people you know, who wanna be in the entertainment industry, music, film, whatever, podcasting, like there's a reason people are down there. And it is very apparent when you spend more than a few days. And especially if you go down there for work. Like oh, it's yeah. one thing to go down there and run around and have fun. But like if you actually set up meetings and you know you you're doing work related stuff, you see the benefit.
4: Well you you were saying you can get to like one from the complete opposite ends of the city in like minutes wait, or
3: whatever. Wait it's it's that like joke from that movie Clueless. Remember that old 90s movie, Andrew? Close? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Well, there's a joke. I didn't even ask you, Neil, because you don't watch movies.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but
3: uh, there's a joke where the girl, like the valley girl, the like rich girl, the blonde girl, she's lying to her dad because she's at some house party. And he's like, I want you home in 20 minutes. And she's like, um, I can't because of this. She should make up some reason. And he's like, everywhere in L.A. takes 20 minutes. Everywhere in L.A. takes 20 minutes. And that is pretty much true like you know traffic excluding
4: well yeah that's what i would think it would be impossible to get anywhere because of all the traffic but it's not no
3: dude it is way worse here Hmm. i mean it's not even
4: really worse in portland way worse
3: like the the feeling of it is worse here i mean yeah traffic's fucking horrendous down there but for one there's six lane freeways right right and well they built for it they're built for it it's a traffic culture and it's a car a car culture so people are good drivers and they're assertive and like, yeah. I don't know, it's just different here. The whole mentality of being, it's the nice Northwest mentality that we all love, but it can be kind of dangerous and quite irritating on the road.
4: Oh yeah. No, I, I hate driving anywhere downtown.
3: So. Right? It's the worst. And so anyway, I think <coughs> that's part of it. Other than that, like the infrastructure, in, infrastructure that's built for traffic, people behave in a different way. And so driving down there is just, it's just different, man. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of traffic, but I, I maybe I just got lucky, but we didn't hit like horrific traffic.
4: Now, did you did you rent a car when you were down there? Yeah, we rented
3: a car the whole time. Nice, which is really kind of the only way to do it. I couldn't imagine not having a car because we just you know we went wherever we wanted, whenever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, the first night we stayed just on a little hotel in El Segundo, which is basically right by the airport,
2: mm-hmm.
3: um, just because we got in late. So we got a hotel there. Then Saturday, we went on a little trip to Universal Studios. Oh. Yep, me and my lovely wife. We ran around there. Dude, that was so much fun. Really? Oh, dude.
4: I've been to the one in Florida. I haven't been to that one, though. Oh, really? Yeah. It's fucking rad, man. And it's set up with a
3: lower lot and an upper lot. So it's, like, basically built on a mountain. It's oh. Really? It's wild. So, like, to get to the lower end, you have to take, like, three or four escalators all the way down. Oh, wow and so on the blower lot that's where like Jurassic Park, the mummy some other random shit was there so we start off with Jurassic Park which is fun as fuck
4: so you're a big roller coaster guy or a... no
3: no to be fair I'm actually not anymore cuz I'm old and I, hmm. I get dizzy and I'm going to barf everywhere but <laughs> I used to love it I mean you Uni- know Universal's not really roller coasters per se it's like how would you describe it Andrew it's like adventure rides I've you never know? been to Universal Oh I thought you went there No well never mind Kind of similar to Disneyland, like, like you know, Six more, Flags. Yeah, th- so gotcha. Six Flags is yeah, that like one's awesome. that's roller coasters. Yeah, oh god, yeah, that's balls to the wind, <laughs> so <much> fun. <laughs> upside <the> down, <laughs> three million miles per hour. Like, yeah, that's
4: different. Three million, huh? three
3: million <laughs> miles per hour.
4: <laughs> that seems awfully
2: fast. <laughs> yeah, so
3: that's that's a little different. But you know, the, most of the rides at, at Universal, it's just like the experience, like Jurassic Park. You know, you're you're rolling through. Essentially, Jurassic Park. So there's fucking dinosaurs jump out of you, and it's you know it's like a family thing, but not too little kiddish, you gotcha. know. And they do have some drops, and like you get soaking wet at the end.
4: Right, right. Well, um, in California, you can do that. Up here, you'd die. Yeah. Oh, exactly. <laughs>
3: no, you'd freeze to death. It was 95. Yeah. As we it's there.
4: raining outside right now.
3: Yeah. You can. If you listen close, you might be able to hear it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Then we went up to the Harry Potter thing, which is fucking incredible. Even if you've never seen one of those movies. I highly recommend doing that.
4: I've, I've, I've actually seen all the Harry Potter movies. Have you? Yep. Oh, I okay.
3: You'd like it, man. It's really yeah. cool. It's like super encompassing and, dude, they didn't miss a beat. It's, it's awesome. fucking
4: crazy. I think I remember when I was little that they they had just announced they were building it and, like, it was a huge... How long has... I mean, it's been there for years now. Andrew,
3: can you pull up the Harry Potter theme park thing? Um, I don't a Yeah,
4: a couple years. At least a couple least. Of years. It has to be.
3: And uh, so we went on a few attractions there the big one i forget what they call it but it's it's one where you like go to the castle the um Ho- hogwarts mm. so after we waited for i don't know at least an hour in line
4: now can you learn how to be a wizard though
3: you can go to a shop where they hand pick a a wand for you now
4: <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> <laughs> it is awesome i didn't do that one oh my god dude that looks insane yeah it doesn't that look cool whoa it's crazy I so mean, that that's it, the entrance. Yeah, no, no stone unturned. Yeah, and so you walk that's around
3: right. that castle. So that's part. See, that's what I mean. It's not really a ride. It's like An experience. It's experience. You do the tour through a like an existing castle. Wow. And as you go, they have a, like the moving. You know, like in Harry Potter, where those the pictures move and talk. Yeah. So that's going on the whole way, and Jesus. it's like it's like a movie. You know, people are having dialogue with each other. You're you're in the movie. You're in the movie. That's exactly. That's a really good way to put it. And then whoa, look at, yeah, that. look at that. The light show. Did you see that? Uh, no, we were there during the day. Oh, okay,
2: that but then so eventually
3: nice. you do get to a part where they it's like a moving conveyor belt. Mm-hmm. You have to jump on it really quick. Like, <laughs> I, there's no way that people haven't a barfed or <laughs> fallen on their ass in this in this por- portion of it. Oh my god! Because out of nowhere, it's like, quick, jump on, and then you sit in the seat. You, you know, you put the little buckle thing over your over your lap, and the ride part is like half uh, virtual reality where you're like looking God. at a screen like going in and out of like a 3d environment mm-hmm. and then the other portion is like actual movements of the seat you're in it's hard to explain but it's like really intense that's crazy how
4: expensive i mean is that its own separate park or is that included because in- universal they have like an entry fee right it's and well then-
3: it was included in ours it was about a hundred bucks each to get in and we had access to the whole park and that's one day that's one day Jesus. very long hot day
4: we should just start an amusement park.
3: Dude, and I would recommend <laughs> to anyone that goes there, spend the extra money to get the fast pass. I bet we really regretted not doing it. Because it I mean it limits your your experience there well, by, yeah. by a lot.
4: I mean, instead of sitting in line for like two hours, you can yep. sit for like an hour. Well yeah, all
3: I'm all the like the main rides were like sixty to seventy five minute wait. That's Jesus a long fucking time to just yeah. be standing there. Especially line, down there in the heat. In the,
4: yeah, California heat and everything.
3: Yeah, I mean they, they set up as much as they can. Like they let you hit carry beers around. You sub- what? <laughs> yeah, grown ass adults are just getting wasted. Oh my god, it's I have to go. So now. much fun, Neil. We'll oh, go yeah. down there for sure. I have
4: to go. Speaking of which, how, how's Ryan Lewis doing?
3: Ryan is doing fantastic, man. Mm-hmm. We went and got Korean food on st- that on that night, so Saturday, and that was a great great time. I, I texted him. I was like, you know, your pick. Take us where you want, wherever you want to. Dinner on me. So he picked a really rad Korean place in Koreatown in L.A. Excellent. Dude, it was so good. Uh, Honestly, like one of the best meals I've ever had in my life. (laughs) My mouth is just fucking watering right now. Like it was, it's so, so good. And like one of those meals where they just keep bringing food, like (laughs) tasty little morsels one after another. And I basically had no idea what I was doing, so I just was like, "Ryan,
4: help order for me." Just Let him pick. <laughs> yeah, and he's he's like
3: a pro. Like he's all oh, yeah. about it.
4: He's you know he's even up here. He he knew all the restaurants, yep. all the places. He's a to huge
3: go. big foodie.
2: Yeah.
3: So that was really good. We got to catch up. He couldn't hang out too much because he was really under the gun with a mix that he he was awarded, and he had to. He had a deadline to meet. I think Tuesday was the deadline for that mix. Yeah,
4: you told me a little bit about it. It's exciting stuff.
3: They're really exciting. Super exciting. Yeah, I we want to be a little careful what I talk about, but he, it's really cool. It's a really big deal. Um, You know, and we're just really proud of him. I mean, he knocked it out of the park. Yeah. And so, yeah, so then on Sunday, we had a little bit more fun with our friends, uh, the Drapers, my you, oh, do you yeah. know Michael
4: Draper? Yeah, I know. He came in to do guest vocals for Yeah, there you go. That's yeah. right.
3: So he he was a singer in the band I used to play drums in, The Days and Nights. And uh he's an actor. So he moved down to LA. He's living out in the valley in Sherman Oaks, which is again like a twenty five minute drive mm-hmm. from from downtown all the, the studios down there.
4: Yeah, I've I've been to LA, I, I've toured through and then um went down there to watch like a, a big soccer game one time when I was little. But I've never actually been able to like sit and spend time down there, unfortunately.
3: Right. Well, dude, we'll definitely have to go down. I mean, my plan is to go down there every quarter or so. Yeah. For now.
4: I mean, that's just smart business. Yeah, man. <laughs> you just
3: I just got so much done in a couple of days. That's awesome. Anything you can talk about? Yeah, I mean, a little bit. So, obviously, then so Sunday we just hung out with them, ran around. Um, dude, we we went on a hike through Griffith Park. Andrew, we were talking about this earlier. Yeah. The, the old LA Zoo. Oh God, it's so cool, so abandoned. crazy.
4: Old LA Zoo? Is it like it's an so abandoned zoo? Abandoned zoo. Yeah. from what? like
3: the 50s, I think. Some something like that. Let's see if we can find some pictures, Drew. It's fucking abandoned zoo. crazy.
4: Is it like spooky? Is it like ghosts? Spooky. Animal
3: ghosts? Spooky as shit. And <laughs> and like because it's Halloween time, they had a haunted hayride. Yeah, there it is. Oh
4: man. So you can like go through all the exhibits and stuff. Or?
3: Yeah, you just walk up this trail and you just keep going up the mountain. Dang. Um. Yeah, and it's like you st- It starts occurring to you Kind of how sad it probably was for the animals Yeah Kind of sucks
4: That's probably why they closed it down Right You'd think you're a part of it
3: Yeah, and it's like all Because
4: um, they have one of the best zoos in the country, don't they? Yeah, don't they, they, they do
3: currently yeah. now I mean, it's rad And the San Diego zoos. I-, I have a picture of that cage, Andrew If you go to my Instagram There's a picture of me in that cage right there
4: <laughs> That's a tiny-ass cage
3: It's all gr- Like, all of it's graffiti, too So it's actually really gorgeous like, mm-hmm. urban, you know, really cool graffiti. Um, and there's just so much activity there. Like, there was a haunted haunted uh, maze that they were setting up for. Oh, so, wow. like, Freddy the Krueger was running around. Oh, my and God. Dude in the Jason mask. Uh, <laughs> like, just crazy. Like, ghouls and goblins. Um, and they had, like like, a Mexican mariachi-type band filming a music video in one <laughs> of the things. Then there was, like, an old like middle-aged la rocker band taking a picture in that building right there
1: oh wow that's cool
3: yeah you know just shit going on plenty of do, plenty to do down there now
4: is it is it like new york in the sense that it's like a nocturnal city as well uh both i mean yeah. it's both
3: you know it's a daytime town because it's so nice and then yeah the the at night it comes alive. it's like two different crowds i think that's but awesome. um uh,
4: Oh yeah. yeah, back to uh, th- so anyway. something you can talk about Yeah,
3: uh, so so we ran around Sunday, had a lot of fun And then we went down to Venice and got a hotel in Venice Sunday night And then Monday morning is kind of when I did most of my sort of business The, the, the work reason I went down there mm-hmm. uh, Met up with a really cool guy, Austin Mornay I think that's how you pronounce his name He plays in a band called Midnight Divide Highly recommend checking out that band Really cool band, doing some cool shit uh, he's a, he is a uh, blossoming producer himself. Sweet. He's a really talented guy, Neil. You'd really like him. Songwriter, ranger, producer, and he's getting a, his custom studio built, as it were. Oh, down is that the guy you're talking about? In, yep, yep. Okay. Met up with him and checked out the studio that was under construction in West Hollywood. And cool spot? Dude, so cool. So fucking cool, you know. And it's 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 hard to get real estate down there. Oh yeah, right. And it's and,
4: expensive as hell. Yeah, I imagine.
3: So there's going to be like a studio A, studio B, and then sort of a main kind of control room. Mm-hmm. um And the cool thing too, Neil, is they're going to do a bunch of ADR, like Excellent. voice work, because it's LA. Yeah, he's a really smart guy, man. He's he's trying to make it work, and you know, like I said, he plays in a band. He actually plays in another band too. It's like a synth pop band. Sweet. Uh, so we just kind of were talking about all that, and you know how we can stay involved with each other. And, and Ryan's going to be a studio partner with him.
4: And you, at, you at met him. Studio. You met him through Ryan. Th- yeah, exactly.
3: Cool. Well, no, actually, I met him. Just guy found him. Oh. I found his band Midnight Divide. I thought Midnight Divide would be a good band for Ryan. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. And and it is, and would be. And so that's how they started to talk because I, I introduced the two of them. They got coffee one day, hit it off. As Ryan always puts it He's one of our kind it was, it was, it was like, He's <laughs> one of us, James He's yeah. one
4: of us He's one of us
3: Yeah, and, and they just hit it off um, And originally it was like They were talking to see how They could work together in that capacity Ryan, produce, and mm-hmm. I divide And then as they started to talk more Austin's like, well, you know I'm actually kind of a producer too <laughs> um, How about we just like Tag team this bitch um, You know, and I, I want to start a studio So long story short They're going to share a studio together
4: and that's what's so cool about la is like right. just like a random coffee date can turn just into a, a life-changing event you know
3: and it's perfect timing right ryan was looking for a new place to go his current thing kind of was falling apart you know and so this is going to be a really good opportunity and it's going to be such a rad location it's just it's a perfect
4: spot let me guess it's a uh, 20 minutes from downtown
3: 20 minutes from downtown <laughs> in hollywood i mean it's i think it's Pretty close to sunset. If I sunset in between sunset and Santa Monica Boulevard, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, yeah, so I met up with him, hung out, left him alone because he had plenty to do. Right, and then I ran up seven minutes up the road <laughs> to another coffee shop called the Food Lab. If, you, if you're all down there before, or if you find yourself down there, check out the Food Lab. Really good stuff. Uh, met up with a woman named Anna Savage. And she works at Rock Nation uh, as a artist w- manager. She represents some monster clients, man. Uh, some we should talk about, some we shouldn't.
4: Yeah.
3: <laughs> um, I will say that she used to manage Kanye West at one point. Mm-hmm. Or like, work with him in some capacity. Yeah. And yeah, it was just, it was really cool to pick her brain. And she grew up down there. Technically, I think she's from Santa Monica, but she was nice as can be. And it was so relaxed. Like, we... Yeah, we talked about business, but kind—not really. I mean, we
4: were just chatting. That's what everybody tells me from from there. It's like it's very casual, it's all so casual. up up here, if you meet with somebody, it's like what do you want for, for business? Yeah, it's like a lot more strict and like
3: I had to leave my house. It's raining out. Yeah, <laughs> suck to get here. No, everyone's yeah. just
4: kind of happy and well. That's what the whole reason they moved down there. The whole reason they moved like down it, there. It's, was an, to entire, it's to an entire it's entire city of people that are itching to do business.
3: Here, okay, so
4: here here's the
3: thing. Portland is, yes, it's a town of creative minds. Mm-hmm. We all know that. Artists, bands, producers, whatever. But all of that exists in L.A. as well. The only difference is the ambition
4: and portion. It, yeah. Well, I mean, the like, pressure. if, if, you, if the, you don't have the ambition, you're going to get swallowed alive. Up here, you can get away with You can get away with it. It's, yeah. the,
3: it's the joke in, in the show Portlandia where they, they talk about how Portland is the, it's the town where young people go to retire.
4: Yeah, <laughs> and it's it's just it's also true, the town man. where it's cool to be the struggling artist. It's cool, dude. You can just be a barista. I'm bartend. broke all the time. I mean, Whatever.
3: I know people who have bartended at the Crystal Ballroom for 15 years, bro. That's 20 insane. years. And look, there's nothing inherently wrong with it. Yeah. That's that's make that clear. I'm not dogging. There's some of my favorite people in the world.
4: But they probably don't want to be doing that for the rest of their lives. Or they do,
3: but they I don't. don't. That's the difference. Gotcha. Like, I don't. I'm pretty sure that everyone in this room doesn't... It's just... It's a different thing. It's a different mentality. And again, it's not right or wrong. It's just different. And you can feel it in the air when you're down there. People understand that difference. The creative part exists just like it does here. The passion exists just like it does here. The only difference is, like, we're going to get up early. <laughs>
4: yeah. We're going to get shit done. And we're going to stay, <laughs> stay up late. we're going to stay
3: up late. We're going to put in the time.
4: Yeah. I I've, I talk, I've talked I, I to a, it, man. Yeah. I, I've talked to a lot of people whether they're musicians or trying to be actors or something, they've thought about moving down there, but then you hear the horror stories of people moving down there and then they just get swallowed alive. Right. So, like, what... Absolutely. So, what's... If somebody were to... Because now you got me thinking about it. Okay. If someone were to move down to L.A., like, what... You know, like, from your experience... Like what what are some do's and don'ts like when would you want when would be a good time to move? why would be a good time to move
3: i mean i i you know I, I try not to speak on things I don't know too much about i right. I obviously have never done it, so I don't really know, but but from your from your week down there yeah, I'm sure you what, got a vibe here, a feel. what I would do personally is you know me and Andrew were talking about this earlier i I would never move down to Los Angeles to just be a guy right just to work at a grocery store or work at a coffee shop. Yeah, I don't
4: think anybody just to sort of, cr- go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I don't, I don't think anybody, anytime anybody moves to LA, it's for something to do with the other well, music. Well, or yeah. Art. That's a good point. And they don't no want to do, that. to do that. Right.
3: Yeah. And they just kind of have to, to get by. Right. Well, I mean, so that let's talk about it. I mean, that's the difference. Like some people are willing to do that. Mm. Right. They're like, well, I'm going to go down there. I'm just going to be poor and, and hope for the best and make this work. I'm going to follow my dreams. Like if you're an actor or, someone that kind of has to be in L.A., like what Draper's doing. He's taking a shot. Well, it's what Ryan did too, right? To Ryan a point. did, but Ryan had a plan. Yeah, okay. There's a bit of a difference. Ryan right. had a bunch of stuff lined up. He already had some connections. He didn't just go down there. Oh, I thought he best. I thought
4: he did for some reason. Not
3: really. No, Uh-oh. I mean, he had a lot of stuff lined up. Um, one, one of the artists he works with a lot kind of helped him out. And...
4: Oh, that's right, that's right.
3: Yeah, and so, but, you know, if you ask him, he had that, but then just by being there the The snowball effect just took effect,
4: and he has such a, a strong outgoing personality. too. And he's fast, man. Yeah, he's and fast. Like he's if you a ever fast engineer. If you ever if you ever meet the guy, he's just you're just some he's somebody you just always want to be around. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, he,
3: Ryan is one of those people that looks you in the eye when he talks to you.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: He puts his phone down, or he even turns it off. Mm-hmm. I've I've seen him put it on airplane mode when we're talking. I mean, he's really considerate of people's time. I don't know, man. Like, that that goes really far down there.
2: Yeah. So, anyway, I mean,
3: to kind of get back to like when people would and why they would, for me personally, and this is just me, I don't want to just go down there and hope for the best. I, I, for now, like, I might just go down there every quarter, Hmm. meet with people as much as I can. Um, Because, look, those couple days were super productive. Um, I mean, maybe in a month from now, I'm like, fuck it, I'm moving down there. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see. But. But you know. But yeah, so for me that that's cut. That's my take on it. Like I would do as much as you can up front to line up some sort of connections or just a plan at least.
4: Well, like you said, just go down. If you know somebody down there, just go down there. Yeah. And just start meeting people. I mean, that would. Well, I think that's the thing is like create your own scene
3: down there. Yep. You know, start a podcast with like-minded people. Um, if you're a producer connect with other producers and studios
4: or if you're a guitar player connect with a drummer with a drum- <laughs>
3: exactly make don't just wait for people to come to you that's mm. the worst thing you could possibly do
4: well that's that's the best advice for any city fuck yeah it is man <laughs> for any any aspect of life
3: yeah and and, and you know so i don't know that's kind of my take on on the la thing but um yeah and then we i met up with another guy that ryan does a lot of work with he goes by the name of Yeti. Okay. Y-E-T-Y. He's a, he's a badass guy. a nickname guy. down there. You know, dude, he's one of the nicest people I've ever met. Like, just super chill. He grew up in Santa Barbara. So, like... <laughs>
4: See, and that's a common misconception <laughs> that I always just assumed, and I'm wrong for assuming, but I thought everybody down there would be an asshole because it's so, no. like, cutthroat, God, but dude, it's the
3: opposite. The opposite. People are so friendly. It takes getting used to, man. People wow. smile and, like... Yeah, I mean, again, it's a it's a city, so not everyone's like that. Well, no, but well, at least uh, the like-minded folks that you know we we kind of work with or whatever, right?
4: Well, it's a city where like-minded people just tend to gravitate. That's right. Like what we were talking about earlier. Yep. Like you, mo- if you're moving down there for music, you're ambitious to begin with. Yeah. So you're going to be meeting other ambitious people. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> and then they're going to kick your ass, and you know, it just, yep, it's you know, a climb but yeah it makes sense
3: yeah and, and so uh, I went to another studio and like I said hung out with Yeti Yeti he's just he's a beast I mean he's working with some really cool artists right now he's working with a, an artist called Doja Doja Cat Andrew if you oh. can look at it D-O-J D-O-J-A C-A-T I've heard this name she's fantastic she's really about to just fucking blow up from when I hear uh, a cool name Ryan, too yeah really cool name She's she's gorgeous she's her music kicks ass. She does look attractive. She works her ass off. Look at um, that graphic design, Oh, dude, too. they're doing a tour. So Yeti's going to act as, like, the touring DJ for her. Nice. And Andrew, can you try to find their tour? There we go. Who are they opening for? Um, Portland! Cook on... Yeah. Oh, he just told me. Um, anyway, so they're... Yeah, they'll be in Portland in November. And by the way, Neil and Andrew, mm-hmm. he, he said he'd be on the podcast, too. I asked him to do that. Ooh, I, in fact, I asked off. everyone I met up to me on the podcast.
4: That's amazing. It needs to happen.
3: Yeah. Uh, and I insisted is how I put it. And he'll be in town, so hopefully he can just do it here. Yeah. Dude, honestly, like, super inspiring guy. Really nice. And his studio fucking kicks ass, too. Also in Hollywood. Like, everything is just so centrally located. Um, I need
4: to go You're convincing me dude, I need to you,
3: go Yeah well next time Try to come down with me At least for a couple of days Yeah We'll run around Yeah So uh, other than that I mean that's that was the LA trip And then you know Me and my wife had some fun While we are down there Used it as a little vacation We stayed in Venice Like I said Ran around there The boardwalk We had a hotel Literally on the beach Off the boardwalk Wow In south Venice So it was a little bit away From the the crazy boardwalk part uh yeah, and we ran around Abbott Kenny, which is like a, a legendary boulevard. Mm-hmm. Um, that podcast I listened to a lot, The Fighter and the Kid. That's oh, okay. like kind of where they started, from what I understand. Gotcha. They they always refer to themselves as the Abbott Kinney Fight Club. I don't really know why, but <laughs> yeah, so it's kind of cool running around there, man. And you know, again, you you feel the electricity down there. It's it's wild, man. Like we were talking about before the podcast, you're just all these uh you know like oh fuck that's where that movie was filmed right, oh that's right. where that band played
4: it's a lot of history yeah so like much think history. of all
3: the bands that we like that are from there and all, and the, all of them pretty <laughs> much all of them but i mean and also it's not like uh what am i trying to say like yeah uh, red hot chili peppers right mm-hmm. that makes sense that they're an LA band they don't wear fucking shirts ever <laughs> <laughs> but then there's bands that are like that's kind of weird but when you really think about it it makes sense. Like yep. System of a Down. Yep.
2: That is a town. F- rage Against Machine. It's tool. a town for ambitious Product, Yeah, same with Tool. Yeah.
4: yeah. A town for an ambitious people. Doesn't ta- matter what your creed is. And it's a ta- yeah. It's a Speaking working of which, down, I think Creed's from there too, right? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> God
3: damn it. Scott Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, all of that. Kendrick Lamar. Sublime. Sublime.
4: Now, yep. are they all originally from there or did they relocate there? Like, a little of both, I think. There's a lot of bands that have relocated there, and then they say they're from there.
3: Yeah, I, you know, I think, like, Tool, I think some of them are from there, but most of them relocated. Sessama Down, they're all, like, like immigrants, aren't they? Like, dude from Iraq, dude yes, from Beirut. Yes, I think Beirut. so.
4: Remember that Myspace trends where everybody was saying they were from L.A., even though they weren't? Remember that? No. That was a thing for a while. Remember how, like, you had to... Like, oh he's like the people were trading for top eight positions. Oh, okay. But so like there was this there was this fad for a few months Fucking where MySpace. just like all of a sudden every band on MySpace is from Los Angeles. Right, right, right. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Dude, MySpace. What a disaster.
3: Well, um, so yeah, that was my trip. It was a lot of fun. Sounds exciting. You'll Amen. have to tell
4: me more after we get done here. Yeah,
3: absolutely. We'll do some off air stories. Yeah. It was a good time. Tons of good food. Oh my god so much good food
4: is there anything bad about la yeah that you experience? of course
3: um for me the weather you know oh, i'm yeah. probably the one person that would say that most people love that part of it um i don't i love sunny weather who doesn't like sunny weather but i don't like hot weather and Got especially it. not in october november december
4: yeah you, you were saying before the podcast that you like seasons
3: i need seasons man and i i need seasons to match up with the holidays like Christmas decorations and 90 degrees just doesn't really match up for me. You'd be
4: thrown for a loop if you moved to Australia. Yeah, right. Middle of summer during Christmas. I know.
3: (laughs) Yeah, me and my wife went to South America in January. Oh, okay. And it was like that, you know, it was hot as fuck. It was their summer. And I remember talking to some kid and somehow we were talking about the holidays, Christmas. And I was like, so it's different down here? It's hot. He's like, oh, yeah, man. Like for us, that's like surf vacation. We all go to the beach and <laughs> for Christmas. Yeah, for Christmas. Like God. <laughs> July is like the cold month. They all go skiing in August.
4: When i when I was in Australia, I was only ten years old, but we we our tour guide, we were like conversing about that. And he said that a lot of people in Australia will celebrate Christmas twice. They'll do it once during their winter as well. It's like a smaller wow. a smaller one. Huh. But that just because, you know, that all the you know american marketing or whatever like it's still kind of marketed the same down there as wintery and snowy and oh, like weird yeah and so a lot of people will celebrate christmas a second time during their winter
3: what a trip you
4: know, at least that's what i was told right if somebody's listening from australia feel free to smack me in the face yeah but
3: <laughs> i'm kidding we're gonna get letters yeah angry letters letters Who the fuck sounds like letters? <laughs> what are you talking about When was the last time you guys sent a letter just hmm. bills, man, right?
4: I don't even do that. I do that all. <laughs> online. Even
3: most of that these days yeah. online. Ah, oh, it's so weird. I, I think remember, the last
4: time I wrote a letter was to Santa Claus.
3: Well, I remember sending <laughs> postcards <laughs> when I went to Europe. When uh, me and my buddies backpacked through Europe. Oh, My God, we're postcards were, were like really two thousands. Yeah, but dude, I sent th- so many postcards. Jesus. I, oh yeah, dude, like love letters to some girls obsessed with. You know who you are if you're listening. <laughs> um well let's let's use this time to talk about who we are a little bit yeah um
4: james you go first
3: well yeah so this is obviously called the stateside podcast for a reason stateside is a a company i own and operate Uh, we're a management company where we represent music producers songwriters um but yeah at at the moment um i actively represent six guys one of which i have just brought on haven't even announced to the world yet can we talk about it we can talk about it. his name's josh bowman from toronto q q sound effect whatever
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah
3: he's he's a really cool guy man You, you really like him
4: awesome i saw he added me on instagram
3: dude he's a grinder yeah i mean he works constantly now
4: He's got an awesome-looking studio, too.
3: Yes, he does. He's got a good
4: Instagram following, too, Neil. I have more followers. And, 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 no, you don't. I do.
3: He has 10,000 followers.
4: When I looked, he only had three.
3: You may be looking at someone else. Look up maybe, Josh Bowman, please. Yeah,
4: maybe it's a different yeah. Josh that added me, then.
3: B-O-B-O-W-M-A-N. Um. Yeah, so Josh Bowman's the newest guy. Travis Ball would be the second newest he's from Nashville Travis is currently touring oh that is definitely Mm -hmm. a different guy yeah that's a different guy so
4: somebody else named Josh Bowman added me on Instagram
3: (laughs) so he has 11.4 thousand followers but he also has a cool looking studio too yeah look at that man yeah yeah he's a beast he's killing it very cool and where's he from again Toronto Oh, okay. Well, he's actually originally from Vancouver. He's c- Canadian all through and through.
4: Stateside is now an international?
3: Yeah, and it's cool, man. Like, just grad, the man. few weeks of working with him, it's shit, man. We've talked to bands from Australia, um, Malaysia. Well, actually, Malaysia was through Travis. But, yeah, anyway, you know, even just a Canadian thing, like, there's a Canadian uh, tax that I have to account for. Didn't know that. Now oh, I do. interesting. They call it HST.
4: It's like a 13% tax. Is it like a is it like a sales tax or an income tax I'm or not like really sure <laughs> or is it a tax on the arts only? I I don't know I don't know he, huh. we only do
3: that when it's uh, Canada you know Canadian to Canadian sales no oh,
2: so yeah transactions
4: okay.
3: yeah so if it's a someone from the states then we don't do it
4: uh, yeah well that's kind of a neat idea though because that way it, like it, I'm assuming and I could be wrong. Um, but it's to account for taxes because as a sole proprietor, I have to put money aside because taxes don't get taken out, and a lot yeah, of companies run into problems with, you know, because they forget to save or whatever. Yeah, I uh, I,
3: I need to ask him. We've just been kind of going pretty fast, so I'm not really sure. Interesting idea. Yeah, I'm gonna hop on the phone with him on Friday. We'll do like a little FaceTime, Skype kind of thing. Sweet. Yeah, um, and then like I said, Travis Ball is the newest guy um represent ryan lewis who we've talked about ryan lewis is down in la he's just absolutely killing it um a lot of genres i mean hip-hop fucking bluegrass (laughs) like he plays every instrument too so he's super talented and, and he plays them well. He plays not, them well. Yeah.
4: Do you know he plays drums too? Yep. Oh, yeah. He's got a beautiful Ludwig kit steel that Steel guitar, guitar.
3: Obviously, he was a band called Crosstide playing yeah, guitar. Yeah, he's,
4: he's played it, the Lap Steel. Yep. Or, yeah, he's, he's, he's played the
3: Priory for a while. Yeah. You remember that band?
4: Yep. Yep. Yeah, he's he's played Lap Steel on a couple of records that yep. I've produced for yep. us. Yeah. So. And
3: then and down in LA, he's been like the trusted engineer hire. So mm-hmm. he's worked with Drom, um, Doja Cat, that artist we were just talking about. Brad Mackison, like just a bunch of people down there that that know he's fast and friendly and efficient and shows up. He recently's been working with Fat Mike of No Effects. Dude that thing's crazy.
4: Just being a cool person just takes you so far. Right? And and people overlook that. Being reliable and cool. Yep. 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 It's a business,
3: right? Yeah. It's a, it's a fucking business. And you don't want to deal with people you don't like. No, it's like we <laughs> talked about the last the last podcast with uh with alan from rise Mm -hmm. you know the whole like if you want this to be your job act accordingly yep treat it like your job exactly like your job remember jobs where you have to clock in and be
4: there on time and you have people that uh, like check in on you and a lot of people forget about that because (laughs) a lot of a lot of people starting out they work a day job right um And then so they kind of do their a.k.a. second job at their leisure. That's right. But if you want to if you want to make it into something rad, you have to. Don't do it at your leisure. Yeah, you have to. You have to treat it like a second job. Do it when you don't want to. Yep. You do it all times. Yep. And Uh, it it helps because you're you're probably passionate about it. Yeah. So it doesn't necessarily feel like work, but it can. Yep. But you still have to treat it like work. Uh, Moving down the roster and then Mike Somm. Mike was
3: actually my first guy and I, I owe a lot to him for mm-hmm. trusting me at a time where he shouldn't have <laughs> he had no reason to i had no no background I'd, other than just being a guy that grew up playing drums and bands and being around music my whole life i didn't have any management experience not really right yeah and and mike was like fuck yeah let's do it yep so i'll i'll be in debt to him for for my life uh
4: s s a h m i think
3: or just type in dream awake audio that's right that and might be a fun dream awake audio is his studio title name um he works out of interlace audio north the building right across the hall from stefan hawks who was also on our first podcast mm-hmm. yep that's the
4: one yeah because didn't correct me if i'm wrong but didn't he like start because he's from uh las vegas Yep. And he's the he, he moved up here to start working with Stefan as like an intern. And, and Crumit. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I think, I think technically
3: he was Crummit's intern. And then through proximity, he was just kind of working with Stefan too. Because
4: they were, yeah, they were in the same building just across the hall from each other. Yeah.
3: And they just hit it off. I mean, they're, they're like best buds. Yeah. You know, and they're, they're like the same person. Mike. Almost. Yeah. He's mini Stefan. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, Mike has really made a name for himself doing a lot of metal like, when I say metal, actual metal, I think yep. people don't know what that means anymore. Uh, he worked with Stefan on the Chelsea Grin record. You know, he's a fucking animal. He's one of the, the faster engineers I've met, too. So, again, you know, being fast, reliable, kind. Mm-hmm. Mike is also a sweetheart. Yep. Right? I'm he's, like, one of the nicest people I've ever met. Uh, you know, I think bands really like working with him for that reason. Well, yeah, no, he's <laughs> like,
4: a he's a he's a super rad dude, super knowledgeable especially in that too. genre. Like,
3: yeah. there's some tough motherfuckers in, within that genre. It's like you know, loyalty, blue collar work ethic. Yep. How many miles have you put
4: under your band touring? Like, that's a that's a hard genre to work in. And he's a he's what I call a tone quester. Yeah, he's, man. He's always he's always trying to search. Can this get better? Can yep. this get better? He does. He's not he's not one to get. Yeah. You know, like find something that works and just roll with it. Mm-hmm. He's always like next time he may start there, but yep. he's always trying to improve upon it, which I think a lot of bands really like as well. And and he's a good communicator. I mean,
3: Mike, I think he's really good at especially working with bands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and he can do other genres too. I mean, he's worked with a bunch of bands, like a marionette. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, and he plays in a band called Impulse, which I'm oddly enough wearing their T-shirt right now.
4: Oh, that's cute. Yeah. I like it.
3: There's a reason for that. <laughs> Remember the earlier when we said someone canceled on us? Oh. Who, hint, who was hint, that again? Hint. Hint. Oh. <laughs> we love you, Mike. You're yep. listening. Uh, moving on, Adam Pike is another guy I represent. Adam is a local boy. He is a beast. He's a, he's a rock and roll, Portland rock and roll, denim jacket wearing dude. He... I mean, I've known Adam for a long time, like the Days of Nights era. He's played in a bunch of local bands. He also tours doing Front of House with Red Fang, which is just fucking awesome. Red Fang signed Relapse. You know, they've done tours with Mastodon, fucking Slayer in South America over the summer. They did a run with Foo Fighters in Europe. And Adam went on all those, right? Adam went on all those, brother. That's awesome. Yeah, Adam knows actual rock stars. That's awesome. He's one of the few people I know that's like just casual name drop and you're just like what the fuck Adam but again it's all about just being a rad dude when he goes to LA like you know he knows Danny Carey from Tool
4: oh that's that's, just just knows him that's
3: cool no big deal he's been in his Lamborghini yeah I was gonna say wasn't there a story about a car no big deal (laughs) you know and that's Adam like he's one of the nicest sweetest Portland dudes you've ever met and this casual like it's no big deal attitude well how did it it, is Adam god damn it (laughs) well
2: how did he meet the
3: guys in Red Fang first of all is Red um, Fang from here? Yeah, they're very much from here. Oh, okay. I mean, they're, like, from here. They, gotcha. They're all bartenders at Burbati's Pan. Nate, who was a guitar player in the Days and Nights, the band that mm-hmm. I played in, he Nate used to be roommates with the drummer of Red Fang. Gotcha. And they both worked at Burbati's Pan. Or not Bur- uh Shanghai Tunnel. Sorry. not Pan. Oh, Shanghai. Okay. Shanghai Tunnel. And so, like, I remember those dudes from back in the day. Like, they were just Portland bartender guys that played mm-hmm. in this rad band. And they just stuck to it, and then it just snowballed. I mean, uh, yeah, they're doing big shit now. Yeah, they re- they re- uh, worked with uh, what's uh, producer guy L.A. did like corn a lot of them. A lot <laughs> of producers. Um, <laughs> no, he worked with corn and like, what's that fucking guy's name? Andrew, help me here. Look up last Red Fane record producer. Um, Jesus, well, my brain is. Not working right now uh, Chris, Chris nope yeah that one only goes wait stop right there uh Ross Robinson God damn it
4: oh yeah that's a big name yeah huge
3: name <laughs> so, there you go so that's why it was important that I got that awesome yeah so anyway um yeah Adam he's he works a lot man too you know he's I mean if you look at his discography it's really really big. Mm -hmm. he's been working for years um
4: putting in the hustle
3: putting in the hustle man and he's he does everything he's mixer master engineer he's got a great studio set up in portland major dude for sure um and then there's a little guy named neil angle who's he (laughs) that's the guy sitting next to me the guy on the microphone hello um yeah to do a little two-second bio on yourself, Neil. Two-second bio? D- two um, seconds.
4: Ready? One, two, three. Oh, God. Um. <laughs> Dad. Um, now, where, where Where are you from originally? I'm from Portland. Born and raised. And then uh, yeah, yeah. when I was 17, I caught the band bug, as I call it. I watched, I forget the name of it, um, but it was one of the Sum 41 DVDs. I watched it with some friends, and uh, I, <laughs> it made me want to be in a band. And so I started going down that kind of route um and then i joined a band like some sort of metal band and none of us knew how to make a record so we're like well how do you do that and so we started researching it and then i saw like studio pictures and all the knobs and the buttons and the pretty lights and i was like that's what i want to do and what age would this be i was 16 or 17 and i didn't know you wanted to do it that long yeah well yeah i mean that's when i started and then so I worked a couple jobs. One of which was cleaning porta potties. The other one was selling shoes for Puma, and saved up everything that I could and bought my first kind of interface. I got a laptop for Christmas. Started dabbling. Recorded my first band for uh, two Red Bulls and a bag of chips. There you go. Yep. And then, in fact, I actually had to beg them to record because you know, I just they. they you know, they lived a long way away and I was just like, I need to record something. I'm excited. Fuck man. And so, I mean, that's Stefan's experience too. Yep. Stefan and Chris. And then I ultimately took, um, a re- intro to recording class. And again, this was when I was like 17 at Clackamas community college, mm-hmm. his local community college. And met Brian Rose. Who's an awesome teacher has worked with on a lot of things, been a the studio guy for a long time. But anyway, he introduced me to a college called full sale I'm like, what the hell is that? And so looked into it, ended up convincing my parents to let me go. Went to Full Sail University, graduated. Who else went to Full Sail out of the people we know? Mike didn't do that, right? No, he he's at, he went to our rival school, the conservatory. That's right. I knew he did a school. In, yeah, in Arizona. It's our rival school. Um, but anyway, so yeah, did that and then came back, decided to come back to Portland and intern with Chris Crummit and then also met Stephen Hawks through right. that. Worked with them for a few years and eventually my home studio which was at my parents house still ended up getting enough business to where i was able to do that full-time and what was that myself. one called again the goat shed the goat shed it's that's a, right it's <laughs> a joke it's a long long joke That's a whole different conversation but anyway um after i did that uh, so yeah i interned with chris and stefan studio started getting busy enough and through chris and stefan um well so alice a band called alisana came and recorded with chris whoa,
0: whoa, whoa, whoa. hmm
4: I was given the woo woo. Oh. Beep, 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 uh, beep, I thought beep, it was like beep, a beep, whoa, beep,
0: whoa, 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 whoa.
4: <laughs> Sound effect. Uh, met the guys in Al Santa. Hit it off really well. Um, they came back for a second record to do with Chris and they actually hired me on as an engineer that time instead of an intern. Right. So that was my first actual paycheck from recording. Fuck yeah man. And it came from Epitaph. That's awesome. Yep. So that was pretty rad. Um. And then, like I said, I hit it off, off with the Alice guys really well. And then Sean came to me, the the vocalist, and presented to me the idea of opening up a studio with him in Raleigh, North Carolina, okay. and to help him get sort of his, his new label, Off right. the Ground Revival Recording. So I moved out there for a few years, did all that, ended up deciding to come back to Portland because I missed it, and there was an opportunity to actually work with Chris Crummett. Um, as a paid engineer this time and right. so moved back here and loved Chris to death it was a great opportunity loved every second of it kicks T- my kicks my butt bands, huge yep. bands yep a lot of bands look them up if yep. you haven't heard of them um so I was lucky enough to to do that and then uh recently as of January of this year decided to open up my own studio again and yeah man fucking truck away
3: we're proud of you man so you're killing it a lot There's lot a lot of good stuff coming up
4: yep oh Fuck yeah. yeah dude yeah, we're gonna. There's not a, my weekend. Yep, not my band from Wyoming people called Not My know? Weekend. Well, that's that's what I'm doing right now. So I actually I enjoy, um, like ba- I I call it developing. Yeah, bands, you always I guess. say develop. Yeah, I mean I I love. That's your that's your stick, man. Yeah, well, it's because I, I remember you know being a kid with a dream and I had no idea what to do. Yeah, and I've done a lot of things and made a lot of mistakes and. Right. I just kind of enjoy sharing that knowledge with people and, you know, like. You know, help, like helping with songwriting, podcast, right? Yeah, yeah, helping just documenting the journey. Yeah, exactly. Sharing your
3: your experiences.
4: Yeah, you know, and like if so, like I, I love to work with people that are just as ambitious and hungry. Yeah. You know, like we've talked about, and you know, so that would like you know if they maybe want to become a better songwriter, maybe I can help with that. You know, if you know they want to start touring for a living, basically just like kids, you know, and, yeah. and bands who are trying to get their start trying to get their foot in the door that's kind of what I like to do I don't, yeah you know and I, I mean yeah that's
3: cool man yeah I I'm so excited for you you mm-hmm. know this podcast has been really fun I mean this is technically doing what the third episode Four, third, well, yeah third I think uh, Andrew says three three I'm gonna trust him I, I trust Andrew yeah and it, it's funny it already feels like we've been doing a little bit longer and yeah. you know I'm just so so stoked.
4: Yeah. Um, so that's a little brief history on me.
3: Yeah. Um, I think the listeners should hear a brief history on me, and then um, we want to hear about AC and where he comes from. We come from the same town, so some of that will be oh, overlapping. Oh, oh, Hillsboro. H-Borough. I like weed, sex, money, cars, and studios. <laughs> Tennis Bourne.
4: <laughs> Is that a Hillsboro thing? I didn't know Hillsboro was so Dude, you don't urban. know about h hoop <laughs> Hoop-de-hoop.
3: What you know about H, bro? What you know about Shoot
2: Park? Jesus,
3: TV Highway, one eight five and 26 185 and twenty six. What is
2: happening
4: right now? Nine seven one two four. I grew up in the country. This is
1: this is (laughs) Hillsboro's not that (laughs) cool, man. It's really not that cool.
4: Oh, you got me stoked.
3: (laughs) It was cool as as a as a young lad.
1: Fucking Sunset Esplanade.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's like the epitome of the suburbs. Like, copy paste in the other suburb. We did it. Yeah, strip
1: malls. But it was
3: pretty unique. Like, all the bands, our childhood was outrageous. Our neighborhood
1: was ridiculous, man. Just
3: stacked up. Is Hillsborough up. a big city? Is it actually big? Mm, when I moved there, it was like 45,000, so no. Hmm. And now it's like well over 100,000. Oh, yeah. Intel on just sec. blew it up. Intel and, worse, and just Tektronics and all the semiconductor plants and all that yeah, yeah. shit out there. Warp Tour was out there for a while. Warp Tour was out there at the Hillsboro Airport.
4: Oh, yeah, they have an airport. <laughs>
3: They do. I mean like uh, Nike yeah, that's stuff sure. out there. Mm-hmm. Actually that's where like Phil Knight his private plane is there. Oh. Um, so it's a funny little town. It's like there's actual commerce but then it's kind of sleepy and farm towny at the same time. Then there's like kinda like an essay, like strong fucking Mexican culture oh, deep out there. Israel, yeah. Deep, like some of the best food you've ever had in your life. Oh, cheap too. I mean there's miles and miles out there like city blocks that are one hundred percent Spanish speaking. Yeah. Hmm. No English anywhere. All the signs are in Spanish. It's fucking rad.
2: Hmm.
3: And so that's that's where me and Andrew are from for sure. Um yeah, so a little bit about me, if you all don't know. If if you're a listener and you know me, I apologize for this redundancy. You can fast forward. Um, I grew up playing drums pretty much my whole life. I mean, I've been playing drums since I was... Uh, I got my first drum when so I was like 10 or 11, something like that. Played in a bunch of local bands. I mean, many bands. I played in a ton of bands with Stefan. We played in a band called Tabana. We did some touring in our in a young time, um, when Stefan was on the podcast, we kind of covered some of that. And then, you know, kept doing that all through my 20s, touring, 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 making records, hoping for the best, trying, hustling, you know, like the dream, trying to make it big in a band. Um, These all self-book tours? self booked you know, I mean, we n- n- never got signed. Nothing ever happened as far as that <laughs> Um, then we, I played in a band called the days, the nights, which I would say is probably the the best band I was in. Um, I was the most involved in that band you know, both with writing and, and kind of co-managing the band, you know, as it were. And we did have a band manager at that time. His name was Tim guy from Santa Barbara and he helped us out immensely. We got placed in a lot of like licensing deals, music placements for video games and, like, reality shows on MTV. Um, got on a movie soundtrack called The Wrestler with Mickey Rourke. It's a Darren Aronofsky movie. Just a, you know, it was a rad time. And we're the biggest band that no one's ever heard of. And, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we had some, some good shows, good, uh, some tours and runs. That's not it. That days and ITP Andrew. Just so you know. Yeah. Anyway. um, Yeah. So did that, and then, you know, as I kind of took a break from playing music altogether, and and wanted to pursue other things, so I did. I pursued other things. I I went in different directions and did some quote growing up to do. And you said
4: you were a firefighter, at one yeah. Part, I did right?
3: firefighting for three years. I got my medic license. I did EMT school. Like I I really switched gears, right? And I I just kind of I lost the faith in music, and I, it wasn't like I lost faith. I just I did it for so long. You know, I just got so overwhelmed with it and I I needed to try something different. Um, And so then a couple, uh, you know, through those couple years, handful of years, I knew I wanted to be involved with music again. And I I wanted to kind of combine some of my natural skill set of project management and leadership and all those sort of skills that I, I had historically. And you know at first I was like well maybe I should start a label or an all-encompassing management company we represent bands and everyone and I even involved a couple friends I confided in Chris Kremit a lot like me and him met up all the time and had coffee and I'd run run ideas by him and you know it was basically like nope don't do that (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's a dumb idea please (laughs) don't do that you know he was such a huge asset for me and and always is he's been such a rad guy to me and um I, I can't thank him enough that he, he really helped kind of steer the ship. And we just kind of narrowed it down and refined, refined, until we got that diamond of an idea. So why did you opt to do producers instead of bands? Because you come from the band world. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, here's how I feel about managing bands. I, I'm into it. If, if the right band came and I believed in what they are doing, mm-hmm. I liked them. Obviously, you have to like the music um at least on some level at well, least yeah. i have to believe in the, well, in the yeah. music right yeah. um I, i'm open to it and if you're out there hit me up I'm like let's talk uh, i'm not close to it i just i ethically i can't take money from a struggling band yet Got you. and i and i don't have time to do it for free mm-hmm. so i don't want to just do it for free and volunteer my time you know, I, I time is everything for me. Mm-hmm. You know? It's that's all I have. It's the thing that m- matters the most. Um, so yeah. So I don't know, man. Like, you know, we just kind of, or I progressively just realized that working with producers made the most sense. Mm-hmm. You know, logistically, um, I I grew up in it. Yeah, I'm not a producer, but I grew up in the studio. I literally grew up tracking drums most of my life. Mm-hmm. And some of my best friends are are producers like most of them.
4: Yeah, well, I mean, the big <laughs> like, thing too is like you come, you were, like like you said, the first like 20 years of your life was banned. Yep. And so you, you know, you understand what it's like to be in a band. Yeah, and I, <laughs> and
3: I think that's just right. I think yeah. the fact that I'm not a producer, that I come from being in a band, yeah. Setting, that yep. i'm a band guy mm-hmm. so when i talk to bands i know where they're coming from mm-hmm. i know this i get it there's literally nothing you could tell me that would surprise me or that i couldn't be empathetic of mm-hmm. like we're paying for this record ourselves that deposit's going to be hard for us to come up with these dates are going to be rough you i got it been there done that
2: mm-hmm.
3: done it and i probably did it before you and so it's like i i'm I hope I come across that way when I talk to them, talk to them. And I think I do. And so I think that's been a really huge asset for me is that I, I, I do come from that world, you know, cause I, I've met some managers who represent producers or even band managers and R guys from labels that they've been doing that since they were 18. That yeah, was their it's, way. It's
4: in the, it's, a, it's the other side of the glass. It's so the other speak, way. Yeah. Use, they've yeah. always
3: been that guy mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with that. It's, you know, sometimes I wish I started this a lot earlier, but I think everyone has a journey,
2: mm-hmm.
3: and mine had to happen that way. I had to go through all of that time playing in bands and and finding my path, and so now I think I finally found my happy corner.
2: Yeah. Well, I, I mean, ball. it's
4: it's one of your you know, it's obviously something that it, it's a strength because yeah. you, you come from that yeah. you know that 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 era or not era, but you know you 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 were in a band.
2: <laughs> I was in a band. I need more. Yeah. Coffee. And
3: like, uh, so I don't know, man, it's, it's been really cool. And so anyway, that's, that's what I'm doing. Um, we're a, a management company representing producers. And so we're, you know, we're acting as sort of a bridge, uh, in between the artist and the producer that we represent. So we'll, we'll take all the administrative stuff off the plate, help negotiate rates, organize the calendar, and you know a bit of promotion too that's the added benefit of working with producers that have representation you know we'll promote the project on social media like people know that you're working with neil or adam whoever it is and um you know we're in this together and so that's that's the whole idea is to build a family build a scene remember scenes yeah well that's
4: that's exactly (laughs) why i like working with you is because it's not just like a business thing or like yeah. it's like look it's us like, you know hand no, and exchange money I it's fucking it's like we're actually yeah it's like it's a family like you're part yeah. of, you're, you become part of the family like all
3: these people i met like yeti and anna mm-hmm. and and austin all the, all the people i hung out with down there and then all the people we know up here they are family we do mm-hmm. this together we're in it together my mm-hmm. chain reaction affects their project and vice versa and we're all organically just doing this thing if everybody wins
4: everybody wins
3: that's right man it (laughs) it really is sort of a communist thing and and (laughs) so anyway man it's
4: it's a a team it's a family of people that are ambitious work hard you know that's fuck yeah yeah and that's you know everybody there's a couple that i still have yet to meet on stateside but like so far like the conversations that i've had with everybody even the new guys are like it's just you know it's it's one big family and and everyone's (laughs) yeah
3: and that's what i love the most about it i mean there's like Ryan things. helps me out all the time. Exactly. I help Ryan out all the he time. He sent you a mix. Like, what do you think of that? Like yeah. the mix he sent you. Yep. Like that yeah. matters. Yeah. And he, it means the world to him to know right. that he's got that circle. of tries. Yeah.
4: And I mean, anytime I like do a mix, I'll send it off to either Mike exactly. or Ryan and they'll check it out. So yep. it's like, because like, you know, get there, they're going to pr- maybe catch something that I didn't catch yep. or vice versa. And so it's I mean, yeah, it's just, it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah
3: that and I love that part and then I also love looking back you know if you go to the website go to statesidemgmt.com and you scroll through everyone's individual pages and you look at everyone's discography you'll start seeing that family and mm-hmm. the family of bands that we've all collectively worked together with mm-hmm. it's cra- it's so far-reaching I, I keep meaning to do like a total tally of the amount of bands we've all collectively worked
4: with. I can't even imagine how many, <laughs> how many would that be?
3: Yeah. And, it, and you know, it's, it's just going to get crazier and crazier as time goes. Um, it's just, it's really cool, man. And I, you
4: know, and there's only so much room on the website that I'm sure all <laughs> of us have so many projects. Oh yeah, I don't like,
3: even include everything on there. Yeah, no. I, mean,
4: I, I was going through a hard drive the other day, and I was like, "Holy shit, this is like five years worth of stuff I forgot
2: about." Yep, exactly.
4: <laughs> you know that all ruled. It was yep. all really rad, and I was like, "Oh, this is one where Ryan played lap steel yep. on. Oh, this is one that Mike helped me out with drums. This is one." Yeah, so it's, it's like even before Stateside was a thing, we were all still helping each other. Yeah. it's pretty cool. Yeah, and that
3: and that's just the thing is everyone, you know, that's the idea is like, um, we we want, you know, we have this conversation here all the time, like what makes, what makes you different today in 2017 as a producer, that you know what makes you different than the guy that that has a Pro Tools rig and has some microphones and can sort of kind of produce.
2: Mm-hmm. It's
3: like, well. Not only the talent and th- the fact that you're a skilled tradesman, but also like being part of something bigger than yourself is one way that you can show to your client, to the artist, that you know, it's like, well, we're part of this family, we're doing this together, and so this is another thing that we can offer.
4: Well, it's like, it's like you're talking about, sense? yeah, it's yeah. like you, what you were talking about earlier with LA, it's just like, it's a, it's a it's a community of people that are ambitious and just eager yes. to help and be rad yes. and like that's right like
3: we're creating LA yeah. as a as a thing <laughs> kind
4: of yeah. yeah but I mean it's, it's the same idea it's like right you know just because I mean like and we're doing it with somebody in Canada we're doing somebody or you know right Nashville you know, LA Portland. yeah and so it's yep. it's it's basically just like a I guess you could say like a digital LA yeah know. yeah I know what you mean by that <laughs> totally exactly
3: yeah. Yeah, that's a kind of a good way to put it. That's I, like why, I mean,
4: that. that's why I, I like working with you, though, is because like, I, you know, I've talked to a lot of people, and there isn't really that emphasis on like family for right. some reason. Well, it's very who knows competitive.
3: Me knows I'm a family guy. Yeah, I mean, fuck, my family
4: crest is part of the logo. Yeah, <laughs> like it, it,
3: it matters
4: to me. Yeah, speaking of family, Mosby's barking. Yeah, Mosby, and the little corgi. I can smell the, the shit from here. Anyway, <laughs> God damn it. But no, yeah, that and that's something like you know, I, I've always wanted to do, I've always wanted to try to like figure out how to do that. And I never yeah. really knew how to create that sort of family. I and know. you meet good people, you meet bad people. Me and too. like, and, but yeah. And so that, that's, you know, when Mike first told me about you and, and then we, we just like hit it off and it's like, yeah. this is exactly what I've been trying to do That's awesome, without man. moving to LA. <laughs> right. Yeah. So,
3: yeah. yeah. And you know, we're going to continue to grow and Again, that's why this podcast exists. It's, it's, we want to tell you about Stateside. And it's not, you, it's, no, it's not just the producers. It's the band, too. It's the band. We want you to know about these fucking bands we're working with. Yeah. Like, everyone should know about these bands.
4: Because, like I was saying earlier, that's I, I try to, like, create that family with the bands that I work with. Right. You know, and tr- trying to, like, you know, t- basically we take care of each other, right. you know. And, I mean, Stateside does that for both producers and yeah, bands, I feel absolutely. like. Yeah, absolutely. And it's because you have that point of view coming from a band. Yeah, and so I think you, it has a lot to do with it. Anyway.
3: Yeah, and so if if you you know, I encourage you guys to subscribe on iTunes and and follow us, you know, because we, we want to put out a podcast once a week. Um, as of now, we record on Wednesdays. I think the idea is to drop it probably Thursday. Is that what we're thinking, Andrew?
1: Yeah, it's ready to go, man. Yeah, I if like it's ready, we'll do it on Thursdays.
3: Uh... So we'll do it once a week and uh, follow us along the journey. You know, this podcast isn't to talk about things we don't know we're not here to say we've made it oh, you no you should listen to us we're here to just tell you that we're struggling with you yeah and like this is a process <laughs> man we're all in this together um we i've never been more excited about something it's basically just an audio journal it's an audio journal it's that's right man it's a snapshot of what the fuck yeah. we're doing yeah i mean i hope that comes across and, and there's going to be a ton of fart jokes and just general entertainment based stuff on here but we'll try to update you as much as we can. and well, At I mean, least hopefully it's entertaining. Hopefully. You know? <laughs> I know. If you're a podcast person, I don't see you not liking this. I mean, hopefully it's, not. It's yeah. the same. Yeah. Well, we're about an hour into this. Let's let's uh, do some other stuff. Um, well, actually, no, hold on. Let's do a quick Andrew carry-on. Oh, yeah. Quick, uh, you're from Hillsborough with me. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. yeah.
1: Yeah, so I grew up playing the sports and, like, you know, baseball and all that crap. And, yep. Yeah. Uh, 94 i saw that nirvana video for
3: uh, god damn nirvana did everything for everyone changed me man it's like least in hell's fucking loud music. have you ever heard andrew drums? play drums yeah oh yeah dude yeah. He, he's a beast i mean he,
1: he i don't even know how many <laughs> pedals just monkey see monkey in. do just fucking, uh, <laughs> yeah dave growl 100 percent Yep, dave Grohl day real meat and potatoes kind of drummer yeah <laughs> just fucking heavy what was the first band you were in uh, comfort with uh, you know Aaron. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay.
3: Little Hillsboro boys. And Austin. And Austin Crook. Yeah. Austin plays bass in Shelter Red. Oh, that and Austin and Hawks. Yeah. yeah I,
4: I, I never actually knew his last name till now. Dude,
3: if you ever need a bass player.
4: Oh no! I've no. He's slay. Call Austin.
3: Oh, no, He'll yeah. take care
4: of the whole Hillsboro scene. I swear to God, it's like the hub of great musicians. Yeah.
3: I mean, it, it <laughs> is it, for us. I mean, it definitely is. Yeah. Yeah, it's that
1: neighborhood back in the day. Just it's, it's I like I don't know what you happened. A band, it's you're down a the loser. Street. Up yeah. the street was Chris Crummett. Just yep. all of us, man. It was so yeah, what fun.
4: happened? How did Hillsboro just? Well, uh, we always
3: talk about that. Like some towns, like Texas towns, are all about football or like the the team. Or like for us, well, just the boring ass suburbs, man. Or what did sports, do? Or skateboarding, playing a yeah, band, fucking play music. That's it. Like, and that's how. And we were very competitive. The way that sports were, every band was like its own gang. Yeah, and like even though we we're all friends, we we're so competitive with each other's bands. Uh, I don't know and Like we would do these shows Remember the Grange Oh yeah yeah The Hillsborough Grange The Hillsborough Grange. Bands Yeah we, we'd, yeah, ha- we'd awesome. throw these shows Neil that would bring in Hundreds of people Like And we were children <laughs> Little kids Throwing these shows And somehow our parents Let us do it yeah, And we would sell these places out Like I, I, What do you think One of the bigger ones was It's a big space And that place
1: was filled up There's like Five, a line six, a huge
3: line seven, yeah, oh. Lines are on the block Of yeah. like are Suburban it? kids What it, venues was this It's called the Grange yeah the Just hillsborough like grange downtown hillsborough.
1: hillsborough yeah yeah. yeah there ain't shit to do out there there's you know, shit there's to no do that's
3: going on or anything. we even like convinced some national touring acts to come play at some of those things <laughs> oh, like shiner. shiner the grange <laughs> uh the, the Aloha grange. grange yeah
1: yeah or Oddfellows club probably. odd fellows that's right that's right that show blew my mind
3: yeah okay so you play in comfort and then um when was when you played with crummet at one point right uh, was he
1: well, we, before that yeah we kind of started with crummet just kind of jamming there we you know, i didn't know what the hell i was doing just playing yeah. drums he so he play played with crummet early on yeah we had a couple oh, of yeah crummet was up.
4: like a did he play keys or something for he a while
3: played, he played keyboard and clarity process later. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah okay later. i remember him telling me about that yeah yep and when i met him crummet was singer guitar player yeah yeah. he played in a band with me and Stefan called fuzzy logic yeah i actually played oh, my wow. first
1: show filling in for jeff on bass, like at your uh, party. Yeah, that's like my that's first right. show ever, yeah. Shit. I don't know what the hell I was doing, but yeah, I filled in. <laughs> All right, so Hillsborough, Hillsborough band Yeah, yeah, bands. and then, uh, you know, I moved away for a while, but I moved back, and then um, I got in touch with Gino Mari. He was looking for a drummer, so I've been playing with The Gentry ever since like 2003.
3: The Gentry, check it out. That is some cool fucking shit, man.
1: Yeah, man, it's been a blast.
3: Still Electronic kind of dance rock. Lots like, of influences. Nine of Snails, Depeche Mode, yeah, Cure. Yeah, for sure. A 90s...
1: Yeah, this new record's philosophy. all over the place, man. I think um, it's got, like, a real 70s rock vibe, actually. So really? There, yeah, pretty Bowie-ish, kind of? Yeah. Is, yeah. yeah. is it out, or is it... No, we're still mixing. Oh, We've okay. been working on it forever, you know? Just forever. A lot of... A lot yeah. of you know hiccups and hurdles. Yeah, just one but... of those
3: things where like Gino and Andrew, everyone kind of did different stuff. One of the guys left the band, so the record just kind of got filed away. Gosh, yeah. But it sounds like it's gonna be coming out. Yeah, we're it. getting
1: a lot of momentum right, right now these days. So expect that coming out 2018. Awesome, check it out. You're here. Um, and then what are the other bands you play drums in? Uh, right now I'm drumming for Vibrise. Vibrise. Yeah. Okay. Weird name, but uh, yeah, we have a show coming up October 21st at the No. Fuck yeah. And what's the other band you play drums in? Uh, for right now, I'm playing drums with them. I'm not sure if that's oh, going to continue, oh, but uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, that band is called Eclipse, and he has a full length coming out very soon. So Sweet. I Did you drum
2: on it? or I drummed on it. one
1: track. Cool. But, uh, yeah, I think the uh, CD release will be, like, December 30th. So, Ooh. yeah, stay tuned. And then your solo? Oh, yeah, I programmed a little bit. Sleepy fuck. Sleepy got fuck. got <laughs> some electronic stuff going on. it's rad. Yeah, it's just, red, uh, Like you know, Acid, analog. Lots of beats. Lots yeah, just is drums. it sleepy
3: as fuck in a good way? It's actually not very sleepy at all. It's really no. catchy. I said and, in a good way. Yeah, like warm, synthy... How would you describe it, Andrew? You're better
1: Two-step at... ghetto tech?
2: There
4: you go.
1: Two-step
4: no. ghetto <laughs> tech. I don't know. It's not really ghetto <laughs> tech, but that's just what I said. That's what genre. I claim. But <laughs> <laughs> There's uh, so many good. subgenres. Oh, you no, know, just yeah, electronic. It's electronic, yeah. Yeah, I just
3: keep it. Two-step. No, Andrew's the man. Um, And Andrew is always the guy in town that, like... He just makes shit happen. Like mm-hmm. he he had a bunch of equipment, but it wasn't like professional crummet oh, seven Equipment, of dog shit, but dog know, just... shit stuff. But he always made it work. Like you go to his house, you could record. It's gonna be a little wonky. Yeah, I got a four track. Just... You got know, a four track. You'll tape the microphone to the fucking thing, and like you know. <laughs> oh yeah, his house too was a real big hangout for us. When his mom would leave, we just take over oh, the party. The fuck. Dude, remember the? to the two house party. Oh, the block party, yeah. The block
1: party. Unbelievable, man.
3: So Andrew and Hillsborough lived across from our good buddy Dylan, like, across the street. And one night, or one weekend, Dylan's parents went out of town, (laughs) and Andrew's parents (laughs) went out of town. So we had... The biggest fucking party. It's like a fucking in movie of like history. Like, movie. Yeah, movie before senior people year on the roofs. All bullshit, yeah. People fucking everywhere. <laughs> people God, on the I've roof. Lived in two different houses. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it
3: was pretty wild. Katie mild. Dressler,
1: if you're out there, I'm really sorry. Oh, geez. We might have to bleep that out. <laughs> yeah, we
3: might have to edit that one out. But um we had some fun. It's I mean,
1: that was fun. It's too much fun. Too much yeah, fun. we never got caught for any of that. I don't know how. Yeah. How? How was that possible? I mean, there were neighbors, right? Yeah, Tons. there were neighbors, but...
4: And I'm sure it was not quiet outside. No! <laughs> Fuck
1: no. Fuck no. Yeah, it makes no sense. Like, Fireworks. Just, you know... Like, we were calling oh, attention. <laughs> <laughs> Tons of people outside, just always, always between houses. Yeah, Everybody highly intoxicated, I Oh, guess. God, yeah. <laughs> people rolling off the roof.
3: Yeah, and we were all, like, obsessed <laughs> with Snoop Dogg. So, like, we, we would try to emulate <laughs> that. So, you remember the movie Kids? Ever see
4: kids? No, oh, that
1: party! Yeah, we emptied out the fridge. Yeah, Just put nothing but beer, nothing malt liquor.
4: Literally emptied out. Dylan's I've done fridge. that before. Yeah, yeah, I've done that. And and when I was in full sale, because they, they don't sell forties, it's illegal. So the right. high, you can get thirty twos. So my roommates and I went down to the 7-Eleven and they had a Halloween special where you can get a 32 of Old English for a dollar. Oh God, that's dangerous. We bought $150 worth of Old English. <laughs> I almost spit my coffee out. <laughs> that's incredible. That was one of the worst next mornings of my life. Yeah, I bet. I mean, we didn't go through all
3: of them, but. I remember once um, parting at our, our friend's house, Carling, that little yeah. apartment she had. Uh, I woke up the next morning, and there was an old E-40 sitting in the window cell, like mm. just baking in the hot
4: summer oh, in the that's, morning. That's the best kind and in the ages. I drank it. I woke oh, up and was like, oh, <laughs> oh man, I drank it. I've done that with vodka on accident, thinking it was water. Oh, so you wake up the with worst. the fear. You wake up with the fear. You're like hungover. You're kind of anxious. Yeah, You're yeah, like, yeah, where yeah. am I? Yeah. Fuck a bottle, a thing of water. I <clears and throat> chugged it, and it was oh. vodka. Straight vodka.
3: Do you remember when Larry Carlson took a bong hit of tobacco? Did, did you ever hear that story? Oh, anymore? God, that sounds awful. I don't remember if it was intentional, but, okay, the reason I don't know and why it kind of matters. Did she die? No, Larry, <laughs> our buddy Larry. Oh, did he die? He did not die, but what it did for him was it made him quit smoking. I bet. He loaded a bowl, Ugh. like a giant Fucking bong. I think it was like a four footer, like I a ginormous. I mean, bong.
4: nicotine can kill you. Yeah.
3: So he loaded it. Not just slowly, but a immediately. Ripper. Yeah. The
1: fuck did he do that?
3: because <laughs> uh, Kills, bro. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> dumb, dumb
1: Jeez, choices. Man. The craziest shit I ever saw was at the craft house. Remember how Rowdy used to get like 2003. Their time. The lower Craft House. Yeah. 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 Th- 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 why was it called the craft house? I don't know. I mean, we partied in there when it was like a craft house, but that, then after because it was I like a business, out, then, right? Someone had yeah, a craft business beforehand, and then oh, okay. Then like Stefan and stuff started a studio there, and it that's know. why it was called the craft house. I but forgot yeah, it's still the craft. Anyways, yeah, we used to have a beer bong in there, and you know, just late at night, fucking getting real, you know, slothy and yeah, yeah, shit. yeah, 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 real sloppy. <laughs> real Anyways, real uh, sloppy. I forget his name, but the big guy. Anyways, he took all these old beers, put them into the beer bong, oh. like the old Rednecky guy. Aww. I don't know. McClure not that dude oh not that not, guy no um i forget his name okay but anyways uh yeah yeah I took all the old beers Ugh. threw them in the beer bong they're like cigarette butts in there and shit oh Ugh. and that motherfucker took it oh my god dude i left like two oh. seconds later but i
4: left a b be- i've left That's a beer a can out I've before and like i i accidentally have like picked it up thinking it was my fresh beer for, for from the next day or whatever yeah dude shit can like taste like pure vinegar like an old, certain beers could turn into like vinegar overnight if you leave them out. I can only imagine <laughs> oh, how terrible that must have been. Day old beer? Like cigarette beard, butts actually. and like. Yeah,
1: oh. really old. Oh, man. Jesus. I mean, we partied so much back There's then. There's a piss trough out back. <laughs> <laughs> Just kept pissing it in this fucking trough right. for fucking like a whole season.
3: <laughs> you ever running from the cops? Me and, I me and I Ashley were that, talking no. about the other night. Yeah, the cops came to the craft house and we ran. Ran from the police. Like, I, I would never do that. I know,
1: like, someone slept in the barn because they, like, ran away from the cops and, like, yeah, yeah,
3: someone slept <laughs> in the barn. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's right. Passed On the way home, just like, passed out in the was barn. That, like, <laughs> would Aaron do that, maybe? Uh, I think it was Robbie, maybe. God.
3: Remember when uh, Robbie passed out in Dylan's bathtub? Oh, yeah. yeah. There's that picture of August rubbing <laughs> with an, an apple. apple. <laughs> He's massaging Robbie's back with an apple.
1: I think Carlene has that picture. It's weird.
4: My god. I'm oh, realizing that I did not have a childhood. We had too much of a childhood. <laughs> it was
1: ridiculous. There's like always like ten of us always together just fucking yeah. trying to get weed,
2: trying speaking to get uh, beers in the park, wherever.
4: Speaking of piss trough should we uh
2: take yeah, a let's break? Let's take a
3: a pee pee break and we'll come back and talk about some world stuff.
4: The world stuff. The world. We out. <laughs> What's up, guys? Back from a piss break. My pants just got that much smaller. You know, we just pee together. Mm. The weekend
3: on a Wednesday. Friends (laughs) friends that pee together stay together. Speaking of
4: pee, you ever had your piss glow in the dark?
1: No. Are you a superhuman?
4: No, I've had it happen to me. I binged on a. I used to volunteer at my old high school doing. Like a, a, a sound thing for something called the singing Christmas tree we'd have three shows a day for like a week straight yeah drank way too much energy drink woke up one night excruciating pain in my kidneys Jesus. ran to the bathroom didn't even bother to turn on the light and my piss literally glowed in the dark.
3: did you go to the doctor immediately?
4: nope
3: that sounds awesome actually yeah I
4: wish yeah. my, I wish my pee it glowed was in the it dark. was excruciatingly painful but it was pretty freaking cool well Instagram didn't exist then but. well we uh did everyone pee? Yes. Everyone successfully pee? It did not glow in the dark this time. Andrew, did you have a good piss?
1: A good I hot, pissed before I had like a good boy. hot blood. piss? I didn't need to piss. Okay. I, I took a nice fresh piss. <laughs> <Was it a laughs> what does Bali? that even
4: mean? <laughs> <laughs> a fresh piss?
1: Fresh piss of Bel Air? I, I get love some, good pee. Oh, when you get the foam going and oh, stuff? Man. Like the morning piss? Just a hot piss. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what's going on in the world? Yeah. <laughs>
3: We need, we need like, blame. a a bump for current events, Andrew. Can we do that? We'll like get there. We'll a, get there
1: a
4: news sound.
1: Yeah,
3: I'll sing. Some CNN. Dun, dun, dun,
4: dun, 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 This week's shit show. Yeah. Ju- we should just write a parody called The Fresh Piss of Bel-Air. The Fresh Piss of Bel-Air. Yeah. I like it. Nailed it. I went you know. to Bel-Air.
3: Yeah. Or Beverly Hills, rather, or something like that. Yeah, Bel-Air. Did you meet the Fresh Prince himself? I sure did. Dude, it's so crazy through Beverly Hills, Neil. I've never been fuck's sake yeah you, it's it really is one of those times where you're driving through and you're just like i mean why would you ever need to leave the house it's so nice there it's they have so much money like it's you just know? i don't
1: know it's it's uh really the elite of the elite
3: well speaking
4: of speaking of california and hollywood what was that you just pulled up andrew
1: oh, we got the uh, hollywood theater i guess uh movie madness is in danger of a I don't know, going out of business. So they started a Kickstarter. The Hollywood Theater. We go back up real quick. Yeah. The Hollywood
3: Theater wants to save film history, but first it needs to save movie madness. The fate of Portland's favorite video store depends on an ambitious Kickstarter. Shit.
1: Yeah, that place is rad. Do you ever spend much time in there? Movie, movie madness? madness? Yeah. Back
3: in the day. Yeah, I haven't here. for years. Yeah, I mean, they have a lot there's of a reason stuff. it's having a tough time. Yeah, well, exactly. I mean, it's called Netflix.
4: If I'm going to make an assumption off of the picture, it just looks like a like a blockbuster
2: kind of thing.
3: So you've never been? No, dude. I mean, it's a lot of weird stuff. A lot of subgenres like, and yes, yeah, subgenres it. And, it, and they have like artifacts from movies, not artifacts, oh, but okay. like uh, props and shit, like from Pulp Fiction, and they have like the Fight Club soap
1: bar. Yeah, like, look at all this. Well, I mean, uh, if
4: something like that were to exist, Portland would be the city for it. Yeah, apparently,
1: think, it's in danger. Yeah, and yeah, it's like... It'll uh, the money. I think it's, you know, if they're, people yeah, love I'm, this
3: place. People love it. It, it is fucking dope. Um, but, I mean, the, yeah, look. Netflix has, like, 7,000 titles and dropping. Amazon has, like, 20,000. Movie Madness has around 85,000 titles. You're never going to be able to have access to most of the stuff online there are movies that you aren't going to be able to find anywhere else in the world that are at the store. Huh. I mean, I don't know, man. Like, when was the last time you went to a video store?
1: Uh, that'd be for, like, newer stuff, though. Like, I get that. Like, of course, like, you can't compete with that. With, like, yeah. iTunes and whatnot. But uh, for, like, you know, this kind of... sub specific Yeah. Really oddball kind of things. I mean, couldn't they... I mean, yeah. there's technology
4: now. Couldn't... I mean, it would obviously keep the you know the actual you know like tapes and stuff but i mean couldn't they upload it all to like an online database and like kind of change the way they deliver their product
3: yeah i mean you'd think i mean that would be a daunting of, task it would and i think part of the point is that you know there's something about the record store there's something about a video. Well, yeah there's store. a nostalgia it's, for sure it's the I can touch this. Like it's a place you go. But that's why
4: i was saying they could do that in it to know. help fuel that because yeah, I don't. I I mean that's freaking rad. But in order it to make rad. some side income, you know, for people that can't actually go into the stores, you know what I mean.
3: So it says that Hollywood Theater is helping do it. Yeah, the I guess
1: uh, they started the Kickstarter.
3: Oh, do you know there's a speaking of a little side tangent. You know there's a Hollywood Theater at the airport.
1: Do you know that? I heard it was, about it. free you know? movies, right?
3: Yeah, it's free. They do yeah like free uh, movies or like music videos rant short movies it's at, at PDX it's rad I, I went into it no couple I go to PDX there.
4: all the time and it's I've never so seen it. cool
3: which, which side of the airport is it on Um, so you have to go through the gate though it's like right. you know um, I think like when you come in the airport the gates like A through C is to the left and yeah. then like d through whatever is to the right oh that's it's probably the why. one to the right
4: yeah that's where most of the international flights yep i think okay
3: yeah that's why i've never seen it um if a little trick though if you always go to the right you can just loop around back to those other gates
4: i've i have noticed that
3: yeah and that's what we did this time gosh gotcha. because well, we're going wow. to la and the gate was actually c but...
4: well i'll have to do that so i can check out in this uh store
3: well, anyway that's sad andrew movie
1: madness is fucking rad yeah I need we start used to go there. there yeah i need to start I know supporting it.
4: They've already raised 115,000. Is that what I'm saying? Yeah, uh,
1: that's awesome. You now the goal is 250, so they're that's almost great. halfway there. Well, 30...
3: if anyone wants to do it, go on Kickstarter and save type in... Movie Madness. Yeah, save Movie Madness. That's rad. I, I'm I'm rooting for them. I mean, me and Ashley were such huge movie fans, like obsessively. So I would say, and I mean, there was a time where like, that's like not sound cheesy, but that's like how we fell in love. We would always talk about movies together and we went to video stores together and like just th- thumbed through dvds for a
4: long time oh yeah especially like early 2000s yeah like, what the fuck you, i got
3: to know all the people that worked at the stores i was like my thing you know, you know, <laughs> you know what's yeah, crazy I
4: is when you think about it no one else ever like in the future is ever going to do that nope yeah sure be online all probably you know right
3: or, yeah. or going to a record store physical copies. andrew and i would skateboard to everyday music and like if you want to listen to a band you walked up to the guy at the yeah. counter and they, then you put it in like a little Discman and you listen to it on headphones.
4: I, re, I, like, I I didn't get into music in time for record stores but I remember going to Fred Meyer and they had those little listening, stations. Little listening stations. You'd scan yeah. the UPC code right. or whatever and, Target, and listen to it. Fred Meyer, yep. I remember doing that a lot.
1: Yeah it was like uh, Blockbuster yeah. Music was the first one in, in our hood right. It was like revolutionary like in 97 96 or something. Oh dude Take any CD from the store. And you can like listen, sit down, and listen.
3: Yeah, it was the best. But I don't know, man. Netflix is pretty fucking cool too. And I don't. It's it's a lot of the conversations we have is about technology, and you know, don't fight it. You got to embrace mm-hmm. it. But there is something to be said for for a physical thing, and well, it makes know, stuff like, really big these days, and yeah, it makes supportive. movie madness just is
4: that much cooler. Fuck yeah, man. Yeah, just well, looking I'm at the pictures now, I, I want to go because it's Dude, like, oh it's my really god, cool. I f- I forgot about VHS. Oh yeah, no. And it, the cool thing also
3: about something being physical and being at a place rather than online is like, you're gonna you're gonna run into these movies and like thumb through stuff you forgot about.
4: Like,
3: oh yeah. Oh, oh fucking yeah. Turner and Hooch with Tommy. I forgot that was a fucking movie. Like <laughs> these random ass movies.
4: Oh look, Coyote Ugly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> just these fucking
3: movies you just totally forgot existed. <laughs> I don't yeah. know, I man. And it's fun being around human beings. You know, God forbid we're around people. Yeah. That's, is that the owner? Yeah. Mike Clark.
4: <laughs> but yeah, go save Movie wow. Madness. Yeah,
3: they
1: have a little. What is this? Like a little short movie about Movie Madness? Yeah, it's talking about it probably. But, um, That's awesome. Yeah, a little Kickstarter video. But yeah, here's like all the cool clothes stuff. Oh, they even have like stuff. Oh, wow. Yeah,
2: yeah,
4: yeah, dude, it's rad, Neil. Oh, wow.
3: I mean, it is like a museum of, of movies. I've, yeah, lived look at here, that.
4: I've lived here my whole life and I still. Haven't experienced the city one little bit. It seems like.
3: Well, so I mean, that's the thing. Like, if you're gonna move to Los Angeles, you know, may, maybe experience the city. Well, a that's what first. I mean. You move to it. You
4: move <laughs> to a new location, and that's the first thing you do. But since I grew up here, I'm just like, ah, I'll get around to well, it. Well,
3: you know how it is. Like people who li- who grew up down there, they've never been to Griffith Park. They've never. Yeah. They don't give a fuck to the Capitol Records building is Like, you know what I mean? That's how it is. Correct. Right. People who live in New York City have never seen the Statue or never been to the Statue of Liberty. They don't care. I'm like, well, fuck. I gotta go to work. Whatever.
4: I see it every day.
3: Yeah. I. I don't know. And I think that does happen. Mm-hmm. But um. No. I mean, this is a wonderful city. There's so much to do here. And there's so many quirky little, little places like this. Yeah. I gotta go back there. Well, we're all rooting for you, Movie Madness. They'll do it.
1: Um, all right. So next up, yeah. What do you uh, got? Right here. So Eminem, he dropped a killer, just a solo verse, like 14 bars or something, just like anti-Trump stuff. Really? Yeah. Just in pretty, a song, yeah. or Whoa. just like just, uh, freestyling, but it's pretty, pretty sharp, man. He's pissed. God, it's we need getting to. Getting a lot of traction, just like you know, basically like.
3: Where do you find it? Is on YouTube or something? Yeah. Let's just play it into the microphone. Uh, could out. you do it on your side? Yeah, I can try to do that. I don't know where the sound totally goes, this, this is our fucking show. You can do whatever you want. So, is it off a record, or is it just going to be... Uh, it was
1: like for uh, the BET, BET like, Music Awards or something, and they had that, I think, on Sunday night or Monday night. Uh-huh. But yeah, you know, getting some traction for sure. Pretty popular video right now. Jesus. At...
3: Colin Kaepernick I appreciate you at Eminem (laughs) with the black fist sign Eminem rips Donald Trump in BET Hip Hop Awards Freestyle Cypher let's see if I can pull this
1: up here
4: see if this works
1: there's no music so I don't know if that's the right one it's just rap Um, yeah yeah there we
2: go
0: wait was I gonna stop this, huh? I forgot. Oh yeah, that's an awfully hot coffee pot. Should I drop it on Donald Trump? Probably not. But that's all I got till I come up with a solid. Got a plan, and now I got a hatchet like a damn Apache with a tomahawk. I'ma walk inside a mosque on Ramadan and say a prayer that every time. Talks!
3: Why are they bleeping out the cuss words? It's on Ah. cable. Yeah.
0: I'ma stop. But we better give Obama props, cause what we got in office now's a kamikaze that'll probably cause a nuclear holocaust. And while the drama pops, and he waits for shit to quiet down, he'll just gas his plane up and fly around till the bombing stops. Intensity's heightened. Tensions are rising. Trump, when it comes to giving a shit, you're stingy as I am. Except when it comes to having the balls to go against me, you hide them. Because you don't got the nuts like an empty asylum.
3: It goes on for a while. Hmm. That's like... That's fucking cool, though. Yeah, he's the man. You know, I'm going to have to listen the whole thing. That's really cool. It's so funny how like crazy talented he's always been you know and we all know that but god damn it man it's so crazy to hear like a-list people coming out and talking shit against trump
1: oh it's a disaster man gotta say something
3: that's fucking cool man
1: all right uh also in the news ralphie may passed away that comedian yeah, big dude, real big dude. I mean, bigger heart, man. He's a super nice guy. You know, just from like podca- podcasts and what I've heard. Yeah, it's all the stories of all the comedians about him.
3: What a bummer! I
1: know. Yeah, Brian and All this co- they were talking yeah, about. He him. seemed like a real sweetheart, just cool they, dude. That's what everyone says. So yeah, I've heard him like on you know Joey Diaz's podcast a couple times. He's really just fucking awesome dude. Yeah, I've heard him
3: very not a lot to be honest with you, but I I did work a show of his at the Crystal Ballroom and it was fucking funny, really nice. really funny.
1: Yeah, he started way back when too, way He was, like, back. opening up for yep. like uh, Bill Hicks and stuff.
3: He apparently he used to crash on, you know, Jay Moore. Yeah, Can yeah. You know, Jay Moore. He used to uh crash on his couch. Yeah. When he was like a kid, <laughs> he he was like, 18 out. or something. Yeah, like. he started just like when he was 18, LA. 19. Um yeah, and the show at the ballroom, you know, he was known for like crossing um demographics and like races and you know, a lot of black people would attend his his yeah. shows and you know, he's kind of that guy that like Yeah, just Play at the Apollo and kill it there. Like, that's that's a bummer. How old was he?
1: Believe he was pretty young. Forty-one, I want to say.
3: Forty-five. Forty-five. Oh yeah. man. Well, he, he was, was a... battling pneumonia over the last week, but kept performing his scheduled gigs in Vegas. Yeah, last comic standing. He won in two thousand three. Yeah. That's a bummer. He
1: was a big old dude. Yeah, it's just lifestyle, you know? He has two kids. Ugh. Yeah, real bummer. Well, rest in peace. Yeah, I mean, he did it right, man. Got yeah, it out there. Absolutely. Fucking funny as fuck. Lots of specials. Yep.
3: Um, you got anything else, Drew? I got a couple, but you can keep going. Uh, oh, l- yeah, do that one. Do All right, cool.
1: Ones. We got a, I guess, according to this interview, I guess... Chino is saying of Deftones that he wants more Steph Carpenter so I guess that just meaning that it's going to be a lot heavier <laughs> again
3: Ooh, there's a ton of people that are going to be happy about that yeah because that's always
1: kind of been the uh, complaint over the last couple of years just kind of, it's like why is Chino playing so much guitar Well, <laughs> oh, that just like, kind of the music's kind of a little more movier, yeah. and just kind yeah. of I mean, <laughs> played down I, a little more which but, I love but, I love know,
3: There's Okay, so if Stefan were sitting in the room, me and Mm -hmm. him would start debating about this. The same (laughs) thing with, like, Queens of the Stone Age or Foo Fighters or any of these bands that go on and do different things, God forbid. Yeah. And for me, like, I'm a fan of the Deftones. I've been a fan of them since I was in seventh grade. I pretty much like everything they put out. Some is, you know, some is not my favorite. or Some stuff's more of my favorite than others, whatever. But, like... You know, they're they're a cool band. They're one of the the only real rock bands still out there, especially from our time.
1: Especially with, like, not a lot of radio play, too. It's still kind of uh, super mainstream, but, like, underground, though, you know? Yeah, exactly. Selling out amphitheaters still.
3: But uh, I do have to admit, selfishly, I am pretty excited to hear that. Oh, for sure. Dude, that's that's cool.
1: Yeah, you know, hopefully go in the direction of uh, Around the Fur or something.
3: Yeah. So, what does he say there? He, He says... Um, marino continued on our last record carpenter didn't have as much to do with the writing process as i would have liked for him to have the idea this time is to just hang out with him for a couple weeks at his house and just record him playing guitar take some of the riffs whatever he makes organize stuff nice. damn it's Marino cool. called carpenter's guitar playing quote one of the most if not the most important part of deftones what we do damn
1: pretty cool excited Yeah, for a new album from them.
3: Well, and for Carpenter, he remember like, and it says he goes on to say, Carpenter admitted last year in an interview that he didn't want to play on the band's last record, on, on Gore, the last mm. record. It wasn't, yeah. he says, it wasn't the style or the sound I was hoping we would take. It wasn't what I was expecting or wanting. Mm. And I remember him saying that, like, you know, I, he was very candid. Like at this point, it's a job. Yeah, I, I'm a member of Deftones. I tour but it's not really what I wanted.
1: <laughs> yeah. He's a, more in the heavy direction for him, and they've been kind of going away from that. But uh.
3: You know, and the other thing about Deftones, Andrew and Neil, since you're sitting next to me, but we were such huge Deftones fans, they, they always represented, like, I mean, look, they, they're the same guys since they, they, they started when they are like, 15 years old. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Literally. They grew up together, just the way we grew up in Hillsboro. Yeah, imagine being in a band that long, my man. Chino wrote uh, seven words when he was like sixteen, and that's just crazy. Yeah, that's right. Cool, man. and it, it's it's a dream come true. They're one of the only bands that have lasted mm-hmm. that long, and the only other member that's different is a replacement from a guy that fucking died. Yeah,
2: that's a bummer. <laughs> but but yeah. it has
3: a real brotherhood. It's an old school loyalty and commitment to a. To the fucking gang Yeah And they show it I mean it's They're rad They're
4: fucking rad Just take note of the Red Fang ad too On the website Where? On the sides What?
3: Oh Red Fang ad Yeah 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 That's right That's
4: dope Shout out to uh, Adam Pike
3: Oh shit They're playing with Black Label Society And Corrosions And Corrosion of Conformity Wow
4: Fuck me that's dope. Anyway, side note. Anyway, no, let's go. I'm also excited to hear that record. Yeah, man, me too. De-
3: you're, you're a Deftones fan, right, Neil? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. I thought so. That's awesome, man. That was a huge influence for all the Hillsboro Boys. Oh, I yeah. I mean, if you look I, at pictures been... of us back then, we fucking
1: tried to look like them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that's my my first real show. Yeah. the la luna show holy fuck yeah mine too man it's changed my life that was Best. your
4: first show deftones like my first like real show. real like like uh, a uh, bigger i'm getting venue. my ass kicked out of bar yeah oh, yeah, security, security. I was gonna say, that'd be your first show my uh first concert was ricky martin <laughs> <I'm> sorry <laughs> 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 went with the family i was uh, very
1: young yeah so moving on andrew what else you got i guess uh i got harvey weinstein oh i we got some scandals fun. going or just shitty behavior. Now,
4: remind me Harvey Weinstein.
1: I don't really know the story too well. but So, um, yeah, go ahead, Andrew. Uh, well, it's just all right here. What, what, so, ha, what
3: the Weinstein brothers is the Weinstein company. They're producers, movie producers. Oh, right, right, right. So, they've produced every Quentin Tarantino movie. Not some of them, every one of them. Hmm. Uh, like, so, there's that. And then everything after that. I mean... If you go to IMDb, Andrew, you, you'll see the gotcha. insane list. Um,
4: so, so anyway, what's the uh, what's the headline here?
3: Yeah, so he, Harvey Weinstein, is one of the brothers, has been multiple accusations at this point of sexual harassment and overall creepiness and, like, yeah, look, um, so, like, Angelina Jolie, Gwyneth Paltrow, the list goes on and on. Andrew, if you go... I wrote down a list. Um, just type in, search, the women who have accused oh. Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> um,
4: if you can Google that, that's not yeah. good.
3: <laughs> right, right. And so it's just like it seems like it's been going on for years. And so, you know, he'll get someone in the room and like, hey, baby, if you want to be in this movie, like... It's a position of power, unfortunately. Some dick. people some yeah. people abuse it. There's stories of him, like, jacking off into a plant. What the in hell? In office. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> gross and look at him
4: he is not an attractive fella well no but he's in a position of power and some he's people... a slime ball so are these accusations or are these proven i don't know
3: rosanna arquette she was in pulp fiction mm-hmm. yeah look at all that
4: dang span over a good few years <laughs> yeah so oh, like for the listeners the...
3: andrew's just scrolling through Woman after woman after woman—all these actresses that are coming out.
1: Screenwriters. Go
3: go back up to the. Heather Graham, damn, damn. She's got a big pair of tatters. Still on hot. Hey, I mean, watch it. <laughs> Heather Graham is so hot. Still. Yeah, go up top. Yeah, just want to well, see if the. This
4: is all true. This is unfortunate. Use your okay, powers for go. good.
3: Yeah. So on October fifth, New York Times published an expose alleging that Harvey Weinstein, one of the Hollywood's most re- uh, revered, re- yeah, revered moguls and influential kingpins, has been sexually harassing and abusing women for nearly thirty years. Um, on October tenth, New York, re- yeah, following this <laughs> report including several graphic on-the-record accounts from more of Weinstein's alleged victims. Just a couple of hours later, the Times followed up its own report with yet more public accounts, including industry stalwart stuff. What is that word stalwarts stalwarts Gwyneth Paltrow and Angelina Jolie. And it just goes on. So he's a big old creeper. Oh my God.
4: Interesting.
3: Yeah. And I mean, the fucked up thing about this stuff is like, you know, you know, this stuff is going on and it's going on right now with well, yeah.
4: fucking producers We don't even know about Yep, yeah. right. And like, <laughs> what's what's really sad too is I wonder if these unfortunate incidents ended up jumpstarting their careers somehow. That's right, man. And That's what's unfortunate too. Well, you,
3: you, we were just talking about moving to LA, making your dream come true. Mm-hmm. You get in the room with a producer, and he's like, "You're going to star in the next Quentin Tarantino movie."
4: But watch me jerk off. Into but you got to <laughs>
3: suck on these old Jewish balls first, <laughs> and
4: Jesus. like. What do you do? You
1: get sucking. <laughs> I don't do you go mean, home.
4: <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I would do in that situation.
1: I'd start sucking those balls. Not oh in the ice. God. All right. So we got some uh, fires in Northern oh, California. Oh I guess it's uh, tearing through like Napa Valley, something like that. Are
4: the Oregon fires still going too? I mean, it's been raining a lot. I'm assuming the that's common. The gorge out. ones, yeah, yeah. they put
3: out. But or now, mostly, I don't know. But
4: now they're in California.
3: Twenty-one people have died in Northern California. Jesus. My God. I saw the Portland Fire Department said they were sending down some help for it. Um, Som- Sonoma County. Yeah, that's like wine country, man. Napa County. So much for the wine. It's gorgeous down there, too. Fuck. Yeah, there's a really interesting uh, documentary. It's, a, like, it's like a miniseries on Netflix wow, about... Yeah, look at that. It's like the end of the world. It's an entire it's black town just demolished. God, that's creepy. With that pool, yeah, just sitting there. Whoa. Whoa. What is that? It's a cul-de-sac. Oh wow. Fuck it. That's like Hiroshima. <laughs> Holy shit.
1: It looks bombed up and depleted.
3: Yeah. yeah. It was probably gorgeous. Wine country of California. Yeah. Oh, dear, Jesus. Crazy. Um, yeah. Anyway, there's a miniseries on Whoa. Netflix about about California wildfires. I Hi- Highly recommend checking it out.
4: Is that a fucking building? I think
3: it's like a chimney for a house. And they're saying uh, that like it's progressively getting worse yeah, every year, a- like because of global warming and shit like that. Like the fire season just getting longer. Just longer so you also
4: longer. you also get those pe- like because the whole reason these giant fires oh, gosh, start oh, is because they let the undergrowth get you know out. I mean, nature has put itself in check for centuries mm-hmm. you know that it doesn't let the the undergrowth get so overgrown that you know w- giant wildfires like this could even like happen but well
3: and it's also just so dry it's uniquely dry
4: yeah and then yeah and then combined with the fact that it's you know, dr- they it's, let it just get outrun like that it's the
3: undergrowth thing you're talking about it's um invasive species of yep. plants that don't belong there it's a lot of things and then global warming and global drying there's not enough rain, and on top of that, it's one of the busiest states in America. So there's mm-hmm. tons of people, and when you get people, you get people who smoke
4: cigarettes and cars. And you, yeah, and, and you get people who don't respect Mother Earth. Sure. And they and throw, other, throw their cigarettes out. Like the one that started... an accident, though. The one like, that almost made me evacuate this house mm-hmm. was started by a bunch of kids lighting fireworks off into the woods some 16-year-old kids and then when I they know. were confronted about it they're like well what do you want us to do about it
3: the one in the gorge
4: yeah and that's the one that like they evacuated troutdale started evacuating troutdale it almost got to portland almost yeah. got to gresham like we were like uh, we were having to keep up on the on the fucking news to see if we were going to need to evacuate it got that close and it yeah. was just a couple 16-year-old kids shooting illegal fireworks off into the yeah. woods cuz they thought it was in forest, forest. It's unreal. It's ridiculous. And I'm sure something, you know, did they did they say how this one started?
1: I have no idea. There's been a lot of fires yeah, in California know. this summer. and People listening, just don't be
4: stupid. I mean, how many, how many well, people some of it's
1: done? But some of it's, unav- it's not
3: people's fault. It well, just, sure. It just happens.
4: Yeah, like lightning storms and stuff.
3: Lightning or but stupid people electricity don't help. malfunction. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, stupid people <laughs> don't make it.
4: I mean, we have enough matter. natural disasters as it is. Don't be stupid. That's right.
3: <laughs> That's right.
4: Because, I mean, people are dying. Yeah.
3: Um, the the thing on Netflix I was talking about is called Fire Chasers. If anyone wants to check it out, it's it's really worth watching. And then, you know, the crazy thing is they, they really talk about how much, how many resources are, are needed for that and how much money. And, like, you know, it's, it's not just, oh, there's a fire. Send out the,
4: the local boys. Yeah, like, somebody has to pay for it. Uh, yeah. The taxpayers. I mean, it's
3: <laughs> – and those huge wildfires – like if you see the way they do it it's like going to war mm-hmm. they have like a, head, a battalion headquarters and they yep. set up a, a big tent with maps and you know it's like very strategic and certain crews go out there and then they send the helicopter I mean it really is equivalent to yeah. like how they operate in combat Yeah, and it, and it's, it's overwhelmingly expensive and dangerous too I mean
4: well, yeah. obviously firefighters lose their lives every year
3: it's fucked man yeah. it's a bummer well wish the best for those folks i mean we might be out of some good wine for a while (sighs) yeah that's interesting i bet it does affect a lot of that business
4: well yeah well there was a picture yeah isn't that a picture of a wine Mm -hmm. a vineyard yeah look at that all burnt to the ground wow i mean that probably i mean that that i don't know anything obviously but that could be a family business and now they're fucked yeah (laughs) could be You know, they they probably built that vineyard up for fucking 40 years, Mm -hmm. and it's gone. Who knows?
3: They're also, it's home to about a fifth of the state's uh, 4,700 wineries, which buy and process grapes and welcome millions of tourists each year. Have you ever been down there? I've 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 driven through. Dude, it's gorgeous. Yeah. It's it's so fucking cool. And it's fun as shit, man, just hopping around all those wineries. Now, is it spreading (sighs) north or
4: south? Jesus Christ. God, look at oh that. wow! I didn't know. It was, oh, I didn't know it was that close to San Francisco. Sonoma. I need to get Rosa. better at my geography. Sacramento's right there. Yeah, it's there. like
3: Jesus. just outside the Bay Area, Jeez. sort of. Wow. Kinda.
4: I've got a buddy in that oh. area. Should probably, probably text him. Make sure he's not,
2: not in a. Uh, Man, look at those before <laughs> and afters. God <laughs> yeah.
3: damn it!
1: That's oh. unreal. That's apocalyptic.
3: Where's that big building, dude? That those pictures are Big building are is gone.
1: Oh, there's something in the back oh there, there but... it is I see
3: so one picture is like really gorgeous uh, hotel is that what that is uh this more looks office like a or office yeah just yeah, office. whatever modern structure with a ton of cars and buildings and then the next building or the next picture over is just demolished and burned to the ground Jesus before and after crazy oh, my god what well, else you got Drew I think that's it man um I got a few there's um so did you guys hear about the the utah police officer there's a video of it andrew if you go to youtube there's a utah lieutenant from the i think it's salt lake police department or whatever it is somewhere in utah he
4: just the guy he shot with the wallet no 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 no. oh yeah the nurse the, rest
1: of the nurse. yeah he got uh, fired right
3: yeah he got demoted is what it says demoted.
1: so I haven't heard about this whatever. so
3: he it, the video is crazy he goes the whole video shows it's kind of long it's like 14 15 minutes long but it goes through the whole storyline of this cop who's like he keeps insisting that this nurse uh, draws blood from someone that they arrested like a, a suspect or whatever and yeah. I remember why Why do they want blood from him uh, I don't know it's something to prove but, maybe like drugs I don't want to get the story wrong yeah he
1: was he was like out or something he couldn't get permission and they wanted to draw blood anyways yeah it was like illegal oh that's
3: not. what it was he was out cold yeah and so yeah, it's illegal patient, that's
1: right. and yeah. so she just kept can't saying consent, she's like patient right. can't consent and she was
3: if you listen to her, she's nice respectful yeah, she knows and they arrested
4: her for not taking the yeah, blood. and the
3: cop just kept getting more frustrated like old time cop with a mustache and He's used to things going his way or something. I don't know. Who's filming just it? That's what I want An abuse of power. It's someone from the hospital, I believe. Oh. You know, and then... Um, yeah, it's just abuse of power, and she's she just keeps... And she's on the phone right now calling, trying, trying like, to get people above her. That, yeah. yeah. People who run the hospital or, like, doctors or whoever it is, and they just keep saying the same thing. Like, no, we want to help, but we can't. Yeah. And so then they get physical, yeah. and now here he is, like... Shoving oh her and
1: what an asshole, man.
3: He pushes her outside. He's like, that's it. You're that's enough. You're under arrest. You're under arrest. So she got arrested. So she gets arrested. And then like another cop, it's like the police chief or someone up in rank comes out and starts talking to like one of the, the contacts from the hospital. And he's, he's like, look, I get that. It's, you know, your policy that you can't just give away blood to someone without consent, whatever, blah, blah. And then he just goes on to say, like, but you are getting away of our job. We're trying to enforce the law yeah. and because of you we can't do this and your your hospital has historically yeah, made it, it hard for us. Something. You know, and I don't look how like she's just like, Why oh, yeah. is he so angry? Like God damn it. Please, sir, you're hurting me. And he goes, Then walk. <laughs> So what, and is there an ending to this story? Or So she, this was the video. I think it was back in July, I What want is to it called
4: for people that want to search it? Nurse arrested for what is it? simply if, doing yes, her job. Utah That's nurse. one of
3: them. Yeah, Utah nurse. I mean, she's been on shows. Yeah, we and like, been well, like yeah, it's probably Natalie a lawsuit. <laughs>
4: so she didn't, she's not permanently in jail then. <laughs> I'm sure it got overturned nope. quickly. Oh, very quickly. Yeah. She's- yeah,
3: and so now the, the most recent news that I saw today was he was demoted from rank which does matter i know it seems like it should be more but that means a pay decrease yeah you know these guys work their their careers to build up you have to test to make a different rank Mm -hmm. just like the fire department yeah oh so he was a utah detective
4: oh that's pretty high up isn't it
3: a detective absolutely yeah it's its own rank and being a detective typically you know you're you're not a Uniformed guys much, and you, you know it's right. Right, it's a different thing. You're not a beat cop anymore, right? <clears throat> so it's a pretty prestigious rank, and then to get demoted like that definitely matters. I don't know, man. People are tired of it.
4: We keep hearing yep. about people mm, have had enough, man. Not above yeah. the law. Wow. No, the world is stressed out.
3: <laughs> yeah, and look, I I, I am very. Um it's part some of the reason I, su- I don't
4: watch TV anymore
3: Well not, I'm a huge I support it I mean I, I, I'm not an idiot You know if something goes wrong I'm the first one to call the cops Exactly I, yeah. I support law enforcement I support the fire department I am I come from that A lot of my family's from that uh, I get it But like People are tired of, of Guys like this Just thinking that they're above the law And they can Man. shove Fucking nurses around it's shitty It is shitty But at least something was done about it for once all right well there's that one um what else what else what else oh well i have oh i saw blade runner over the oh, weekend man. have you seen it yet Drew? no i haven't do the new blade runner is so looks dope as fuck. fucking good oh my god and Ridley scott did it and like the whole thing is just perfect it's long too man i mean ashley saw it in a really uh Really badass theater called the Arc Light Theater in Santa Monica, kind of like Cenotopia up here, kind of a fancier, whatever, theater. But the screen was giant, like the biggest screen I'd ever uh, seen. Well, that was really fun. Ashley saw some cast member from Harry Potter there in the bathroom. <laughs> she said she'd farted. That was pretty cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that was dope. I highly recommend p- people see that. Um. Then there's a little something I want to say, guys. So all this news with like the the sad news, the shooting, the fucking horrible shit in Vegas. It seems the like yeah, it seems
4: like every time we have a podcast, somebody dies.
3: Yeah, there's been a lot of bad stuff, and and news as a whole can be pretty sad, and, you know. And and the bad news always sells. Um. And so I want to encourage people to remember that it is a good world out there, and everyone is kind. Not everyone, but the majority of people I know and deal with are kind and everyone wants the same thing um yeah, I saw this really cool thing from Ellen did a, a like a little intro to her show the other day on the Ellen show. Mm-hmm. she came out and it was like right after the massacre in Vegas had happened, and she just did this little quick speech about you know she's like, look, I've been doing this show for." You know, this many years, however long it's been, and over this amount of time, we've met some of the kindest and most beautiful people ever. Like, you know, people who donate their time and money to their local elementary school in the Bronx, or like
4: yeah, but you that's know, those, just aren't, those aren't those amazing people. Those aren't headlines, unfortunately. Right. And so DNA. she put
3: together this this real like a a video compilation of all the rad people over the years that they've dealt with. And it was it was fucking rad. I highly encourage people to watch it, um, and yeah. that you know, and that and so I watched that today, and then I I was like, fuck, I wanna I wanna read good news, and so I typed in good news, <laughs> and there's a there's a website called goodnewsnetwork.org.
4: I've never heard of it And I should have
3: It's fucking great man It's news But it's all good Positive news
4: Yeah Well I mean It, it drives me nuts Personally this, this is just my Opinion obviously But I mean like you, you hear a lot of people That are like We need to change the world For the better And then they just Keep preaching more negativity It's right, like, You know there's a lot Of negative shit going on But like you, It starts with you It's you know? overwhelmingly positive Yeah though. Start doing positive things mm-hmm. Instead of Complaining and arguing About the way the world is The world's always Not going to be ideal you know what i mean like no it's not and like start doing good things start looking up good news like you did you know start being positive (laughs) yes you know because i mean that's the main reason i don't watch tv anymore because anytime i i turn it on i get an anxiety attack i go out to my parents to visit and you know they're they're always watching the news it's how they've always been and you know i I have a panic attack every time i go out there there's so much negativity it's it's rough man and again that's the stuff that sells I know, and it's unfortunate, but and I, I didn't realize because I, I took a hiatus from TV and the media for so long, I didn't realize just how normal that was, everyday life, just being barraged with negativity, negativity. Uh, right, it's, right. It's, it's if you don't insane. watch the
3: news, it's it's overwhelming.
4: Yeah, it's insane. I, I mean, mean, look,
3: it. it does, I'm not saying, I'm not implying that you should just put on the horse blinders and, and pretend that negative doesn't exist. Well, no, you
4: got to stay informed. You got to stay informed, but
3: stay reasonable. And remember yeah. that dark doesn't exist without light, and light doesn't exist without and dark. Remember, just because you read end. it or
4: see it online doesn't make it true. That too. <laughs> That's right. And there's a lot of truths. I mean, that I don't whole, care how big the news media outlet is, dude. There's so many.
3: There's so much uh, misreporting on all of these big things that have happened. Uh, oh, yeah. The Vegas shooting and all that. I mean, whatever. But... And, yeah. It's not just
4: a reason thing. I remember in high school, there was a uh, protest out in Woodburn. And all over the media, they were talking about how it's like a, pro- a protest to basically make illegal immigration legal. And they spun it in this way that made it seem like it was a bunch of, like, lazy, you know, right. like, redneck people getting together, blah, blah, blah. Kind of like how they make all these rump trolleys look. But in reality... Like, when you go to Woodburn, you see what was happening. They were actually protesting to make immigration a little more logical. Yeah. But the media spun it, you know, of course, in a way that was negative. Right,
3: but... right. No, it happens all the time. And there's yeah. such a thing as confirmation bias. Yep. And so if you attribute, you know, if you if you uh, identify as a left-wing liberal type person, mm-hmm. then you are going to go out and whether you know it or not, you're searching for something that
1: fits within your... Right. Your viewpoint.
3: People are going to believe what they want to believe. If you're right wing and conservative, you're yeah, going like to go to Fox. Algorithm, yeah. like on
1: Twitter and where yep. like minded news. Oh, yeah. It's kinda, they they it's do all it on purpose. Yeah. yeah. By the and way. It's to
3: divide us. And when they divide, they can conquer.
4: Sam Smith lost a lot of weight looking at that picture. Holy shit. Yeah. He looks completely different. Anyway, side note.
3: Yeah. So, anyway, I, that was kind of my little end of the show rant. just want people to be. It's not just be positive, it's to you know karma is a good thing there's a gary vaynerchuk always talks about karma being a good return on investment it's a good roi the roi on karma pays off you know if i treat people well it does come back to me
4: that's how you change the world yes you don't change the world by
3: complaining about it sure as fuck don't (laughs) um i don't know man like put it out there and it will come back work work hard i hope everyone's out there pursuing their dreams
1: and
4: well, it segues back to the beginning of the podcast. Yeah. Why is LA so cool? Because everybody is just so cool, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're there to help, and they're there to you know, like you're ambitious, I'm ambitious, we share a common goal. Let's that part of, it, yes. I mean, yeah, that part of LA, yes, yeah, that part of it,
3: parts too, but absolutely. Well,
4: back to what we were talking I know what about. what you mean yeah,
3: yeah. I, I, I got gotcha. you. Absolutely. I mean, I don't know, man. It's a it's a interesting world, and there's just so many there's so many people. I mean, Jesus, H- how do we expect that? Yeah. Bad won't happen. There's three hundred, over 300 million people in this country alone. Mm-hmm.
4: Was it 7 billion or 8 billion on the 7 planet? People in the, yeah. Yeah, that's a lot of people, my man. Yep. And unfortunately, we hear mostly about the negative things, but I guarantee you there's more good things happening. People are good in nature. At least that's what I like to think anyway. Andrew,
3: what do you got on the clock there?
1: We are at two hours. Perfect. about
3: cool, man. We can wrap this motherfucker up. Take it home. Um, yeah, this was a good one, fellas. Mm-hmm. Choo, choo, choo. Um, <laughs> pew, pew, next pew. week, I'm not sure who we're going to have on. There's, there's a couple options. Whoever it is, it will be good and interesting and good for your brain. Um, yeah, as a reminder, this is this is what we do. We, we're we out here to work with people, like-minded, interesting folks that want to make good music and if you're out there and you're in a band, or you know someone that's in a band, or you're a producer, or you're involved, check us out.
4: Or somebody just creative in general. Just creative in general. I'm, I always like to meet good, cool Absolutely.
3: people. Drop, drop us a line. If you're making a yeah. movie, you're a script writer, whatever. I mean,
4: or, or if you have, have hopes and here. dreams, like uh, Alan, become it's a graphic exactly. designer.
3: Yeah, he, he was a great guest, wasn't he?
4: We're all, yeah, we're all we're all people trying to do things we enjoy. Absolutely. Hug one another. yeah exactly
3: alright guys Um, we'll catch you on the next one hopefully I'll, I'll
4: work on that glow in the dark piss yeah we'll do that thanks guys peace you'll
2: remember my dick when my west dick moved